0: You spilled all over?
1: Nope.
0: Ma- we absolutely crushed. <laughs> we absolutely crushed UFC <laughs> Paris. Our community made well over a hundred something thousand dollars in winning bets and DraftKings, and we are going to parlay all of that success to UFC Paris. 293. My name is Angelo. This is the kid I do the show with, and me and him are going to break down this entire fight card, give you our picks, our predictions, our bets, and our DraftKings plays. But before I do, let's look at, can you shut, I can hear myself through your shit. Thank you. Let's talk about UFC Paris, the wild success. I'm up units. Jacob is up units. We, again, had the best DraftKings ownership projections in the game. And the safety parlay crushed a plus money two-leg safety parlay. Not a very common thing. And we're
1: going we're gonna to count the lock. I think we should count the lock of the week. Do you agree? I mean, that fight should have been stopped in the second round. We would have hit all sorts of crazy bets. I think we're going to count it as a win. I think we've made what? that decision
0: we're not doing that. The safety parlay, the last 10 safety parlays, we have gone eight for 10. So eight wins, two losses, the last 10 events, the net profit over the last 10 is seven units. That means it's hitting at an 80% rate and it's almost a full unit of net profit per event. The safety parlay is available to all our premium members. It is only 10 Dollars a month, and our premium members have been killing it. hundred and thirty-three thousand dollars in shared winnings from the premium members at UFC Paris. All of them with context. Nd Angelo safety parlay and the hammer were on the same page this week. My one, not yours. Up twenty-five hundred last three weeks, mainly because I watch your analyst videos on YouTube. I talk a lot in Discord but much love guys premium is worth it. Be nasty. Be nasty with the $51,000 DraftKings takedown. Pay attention. He said, "I really can't believe they even allow you guys to offer these tools. I literally did my lineups this morning. I picked 3 people. The optimizer, which is available on premium in that $10, did the rest that guy took home well over $50,000. That's just this one lineup." Octodon Observer, first card is premium. Thanks for all the hard work. We up Drewski, Angelo Jacob. I owe fifteen hundred to you. Thanks for everything. This is why we're premium. Prominent talent. I haven't seen. Um, uh, yeah, we're waiting. It's
1: coming. No, I no. I was gonna say I haven't <laughs> seen that money come through from uh, Drewski. Oh, he said I yeah. owe this to you. I thought he said he owes this to us, meaning like he owes us that money. I was like I haven't Drewski. I haven't seen that money come through. I'm just
0: here's my vendors. <laughs> Prominent talent. MFers, I'm making money. Yes, even if it's only $200 profit, that's 20 months premium. And that's actually one of my favorite ones because uh-oh. yeah, it's easy to show 3 grand, 10 grand, 50 uh-oh. grand, these massive tickets. What? Uh-oh, what? Uh-oh. Why are you saying uh-oh?
1: Uh, this you'll
0: see, I hope. Okay. Because 100 bucks here, 100 bucks there, that is all Great money, premium members, absolutely killing it. You can join them. It's only $10 a month to be a part of that elite crew of 2,800 or whatever it is people now. You're gonna get the best DraftKings ownership projections in the game and you're gonna say, what the hell are DraftKings owner projections? Why do I care about that? Great, you're a premium member, click more on the menu, then courses. And we got a whole course walking through what that is, why it matters and how to use it. You're gonna get the line movement tracker. This is a tool. On our website, it's fully interactive. It's gonna give you the opening odds, the current odds, the win probability, and the line movement for every fighter on every card. This week, only one fighter open as a dog and will close as a favorite. You're also gonna get the DraftKings Optimizer. This is what was shouted out before. This is what made that $50,000 winning lineup. You click a few buttons, it literally builds DraftKings fantasy lineups for you. The most important part about the Optimizer is the data inside of it and we literally have the best data on the planet. You're gonna get the detailed data, metrics, and analytics. This is available to you to sort through, to sift through, to find your spots, to identify what lines you like, what you don't like. You're also gonna get the ability, actually anybody can mail us stuff, but we had a PO box. People always talking about mailing us things. Um, I don't know, I'm assuming there's stuff in there now We got a bunch of stuff and some tracking numbers I'll go grab that before the Fight Foods vlog We'll open them up on camera, see what we got But guys, premium membership, $10 a month Just go to wewantpicks.com It's more than just me, Handsome Jake Artem, who you see We have now included
1: Not, not Handsome Artem
0: Just Artem, a regular Artem or international We need Artem. an
1: update, Artem in the, in the Discord We need an update on that mullet That's what we need
0: how's it growing and then we have running mouth mma we have added them into the fold running mouth mma great show great guys put out a great product if you sign up with their promo code they will get paid and finally last but not least i will send you fifty dollars 50 dollars all you need to do is go to wewantpicks.com bets sign up with any one of our betting partners using our link and i'll send you 50 bucks as a thank you. We own slash bets. Use the link. They're going to pay me. It's affiliate marketing. Then I'll break off some of that money and I will give it right back to you. We're not going to break this card down yet. I did see we got a monster super chat. $100 from oh Brian. Oh
1: They're flying in now.
0: Holy $100 shit, from Brian. No comment to pin, but I would love to. Thank you so much for that. Brian genuinely appreciated. $49.99 from Andres Alera. Andres Drusky. Here's your money, Jake. Here's some of the money, guys. Everyone, <laughs> if you're not a premium member, become one today. It's that easy, huh? Yeah. It's
1: that easy. Holy shit. Let me run through the list this list of uh names here in the chat. Hey, yeah. Ryan Godwin. We haven't seen our money come through yet. Hey, Ignacio. We haven't seen, uh, if it's that easy. I appreciate it. Andres
0: address. says. If you're not a premium member, become one today and join us for the winnings and fun. Jacob and Angela, I thank you for making me a better researcher and nothing but love. Hashtag we on picks. Andres, thank you for the 50 spot. Genuinely appreciated. Jakey, I'm going to put you in an uncomfortable position. Are you ready? Uh, yeah. Can I say something for the breakdown? Or You say something while I deal with I hear a child crying in the background. You say something while I deal with that bullshit. Oh no, I'm not ready
1: for this. This is not my moment. Oh my God. What is going on, guys? Welcome to the motherfucking show now. The Freckled Salamander. He didn't introduce me, but my name is Jacob, AKA the motherfucking sexy salamander. If you want to go full, onlyfans.com slash the Freckled Salamander. There you will find original. Content, feet pics, chocolate sauce, syrup—we do it all on OnlyFans.com/slash The Freckled Salamander. But I'm here right now to tell you. First of all, I appreciate all the love and support, man. You guys have been absolutely insane supporting this channel lately with all the likes, with all the comments. If you haven't liked the video yet, go ahead and leave a like. If you haven't left a comment yet, go ahead and leave a comment. But let me just make thing something very clear when it comes to the comments. When it comes to this live chat. When it comes to the comments below, there is a zero-tolerance policy on saying that I look like Jamie Malarkey. Do you understand me? Anything in the live chat, anything in the comments below, there is no questions. I don't care if you've been a member 24 months. I don't care how much you've donated. If you say anything about me looking like Jamie Malarkey, I am going to automatically ban you, and I am going to pursue criminal in civil litigation and charges upon you or any businesses that you own. I will end up with your car. I will end up with your house. I will end up with the entire city that you live in. If you say anything about me looking like Jamie Malarkey in the comments below. Last thing, Angelo, and then I'll give it back to you. I am here to endorse the Mexican Blood Fly Parlay. It is trademarked. It's going to be everywhere by the end of the week. We will explain it as the fight goes on. Blood Mexican blood fly parlay. I'm excited
0: about it. Go ahead. I think I look like Kevin. You look just like Kevin. Let me swap this real quick, and we'll break this card down.
1: No, Angel's, and there you go. There's the top, guys.
0: There. He, <laughs>
1: Dude, you know, it's, it's that just would so, make me the power bottom. I like that.
0: Why are you proud of that? It's it's
1: pr- like a power bottom. That sounds sounds great to me.
0: Tiffany was like, I'm going to run to the store real quick. And then my youngest climbs out of bed, comes stomping downstairs. It is not easy to do this crap with kids. First up at UFC 293, we've got Kevin Jousset taking on Kiefer Crosby. Kevin Jousset is eight and two overall, four and one in his last five. He is making his UFC debut. And he's taking on Kiefer Crosby. This guy's 10 and three overall, three and two in his last five. And he is riding a nice two-fight win streak. This is a fight that honestly should have been in the last card. UFC Paris was loaded with French debut fighters taking on overrated. Oh, he fights out of
1: Australia. Relax. Yeah,
0: relax. Thanks for letting me finish taking on overrated Irishmen. And what did we say last card? All these Irish guys are a little overrated for some reason. The Irish fighters get, like, a ton of Too much support. They both lost. Connor just got his black
1: belt. Did you see that?
0: Sure, and, and has he ever... Go ahead ever, and say it. Go ahead like, say it. What a scam that is. What a scam He's that is. He's always
1: grappling on the gram.
0: Yeah, what a scam grappling that is. Grappling with mean, that, that <laughs> just... fucking drug addiction. <laughs> <laughs> grappling his demons. <laughs> and I, haven't seen him, and I haven't seen him He's win one of those yet. He's got a vice grip on those vices, I'll tell you that. <laughs>
1: Holy shit.
0: With zero wins. <laughs> anyway, Kevin Jusset is a stocky. he fights like all the Frenchmen. I was actually talking to somebody this past weekend, and I was like, all of these French guys fight the same and he was like yeah that's the savant style oh. and this is he this guy fights just like the rest of them he's a stocky striker he's going to work his way forward very slowly he does have low hands and he does have low volume when he finally does close the distance he's going to like to work you against the cage again keep that pace slow and work in some takedowns he is insanely patient everything he does is just methodical takes his time he's not an exciting guy unfortunately his takedowns are slow striking is slow but he is big for the weight class he's very strong and he knows how to use that size advantage taking on Kiefer crosby this guy's an aggressive striker he comes forward he lets his hands go unlike kevin it's reckless abandon out there he's got great power he does get wild and considering he does have a lot of striking experience outside of mma his defense is actually pretty disappointing his offense is definitely something you need to worry about, but you can touch him if you need to. Uh-huh. He is not a grappler by trade, but he will work in a takedown or two if he needs to sort of lock in around. Kevin should probably be the pick here. He's going to be big. He's going to be strong. He can slow the pace, take his time, do all things. He's not going to put himself into harm's way. But it is so hard to pick such a low volume guy. He does get hit. He doesn't do much other than just try to be a weight bully. If you're new to MMA, you don't really know what that means. Is He just wants to be bigger than you. Like His whole fight style is being bigger than his opponent just push them and slow it down and all of that. Either way, I don't want to pick Kevin, but I'm going to pick Kiefer here. I, the reality is he probably loses, but I like the fact that he is going to come out. He is going to throw his hands. He is going to try to get this done. He's going to stay in Kevin's face, and Kevin does get hit. His defense is also not great. So we got first round Kiefer or decision Kevin is basically the only two ways that this fight goes. I'm going to lean first round Kiefer. I think he'll come out. I think he'll be insanely aggressive as we've seen him in the past and could potentially get something done because Kevin keeps his hands a little too low. What are you laughing at? And What do you think? Uh,
1: I was laughing at when you were talking about being a weight bully and I was trying to, I held oh, myself I'm, back from I'm making...
0: obese. Yeah, thank you so much for that. And uh running mouth in the maze in the hazy. What wah, wah, wah. wah. Say Keep going. Him. I'm already annoyed about the uh, obese comment Are that I made mean, about Like, myself. say hi to him, or? Hey, guys. How you doing? I just plugged all their shit and said, use their promo code.
1: Nice. Um, yeah, so when I first started watching film on these guys, I, I, I started with Kevin. And 30 seconds, I think, into the first fight that I watched for Kevin, I was like, holy shit, I am fading this guy. Just from the way that he stands. Because, as you mentioned, he does have a, a hands-low style. And it's not like a wide karate style, but he just seems so unathletic and I I, I, I was gonna say I don't mean to be disrespectful but that is is—that is pretty disrespectful, disrespectful so, <laughs> so he's uh, no, he, just, he just looks so stiff and so unathletic in the way he stands I'm like if this guy that he's fighting can strike at all I, I, I'm gonna be all over him and then Kiefer just had a boxing match literally like a month ago he is a very very good striker but then I started watching Kevin Moore and I'm like okay this guy actually kind of knows what he's doing in there. I mean, the way that he stands, you guys are going to see it. You're going to be like, oh, this guy's going to get knocked out. But then when you see the footwork and you see the way that he can get the clinch and his judo is really, really high level, that if Kiefer blitzes in into those clinch positions, he will just go for a fucking ride on those little tosses that he has. And he's pretty good on the ground once he gets you on the ground. So, you know, I am going to go with Kiefer because, as you said, Kevin is hittable. I think Kiefer comes through. It, it just pushes that pressure and it lands that shot. But if this gets out of the first round, I I've, I have lost all interest in Kiefer. I haven't I haven't bet him right. I don't feel that good about him. As you mentioned, you know he definitely can lose this fight, but I think as you said, he's going to get in there, find something early, and uh, and maybe put this guy away. But you know, Kevin's better than he's going to look in there is what I would say.
0: Yeah, and he uses. We have no data here, so I show this slide. It's pretty meaningless. But yeah, Kevin is. Uh, he just knows how to be big. There's so many fights where he's losing the early exchanges. He's losing a lot of that back and forth and then he just gets close. Pushes you. Holds you. Slows the pace. Keeps you against the cage and all of a sudden being fast and hitting hard means nothing because giant six foot two at welterweight Kevin is able to slow that down and do what he wants to do. And he doesn't really fade. And he's not like a gangly lanky like he I don't know how he's a 170. He's like
1: Big, we, had a, uh, everywhere. we had a friend in high school, one of my good friends in high school. His name was Kevin. We called him Big K. And his brother oh, was Big E.
0: We had a, a kid in Kevin. He was Special K. He was... It oh, wasn't boy. the full-size bus that he took to school. It was oh, the, boy. Smaller, the smaller of the two. Oh, boy. two bus options. Anyway, um, DraftKings-wise, I don't think I'm going to spend... Well, I'm definitely not going to spend the $8,400 on Kevin. The only problem with saying that is Kiefer can get stopped. He gets a little too reckless, overcommits, slows down. He can get stopped. So this could be a really weird fight where it's boring and it's slow and Kevin does what he does and you know slows his pace down and wins a decision. Or Kiefer could take his head off or Kevin could weather the early storm wear down Kiefer and stop him. So I don't think I'm going to spend the 8400 on Kevin. I'll consider the 7800 on Kiefer. That feels like more of a punt play for a large DraftKings tournament, but it's it's a it's a tricky fight. What do you think for DraftKings?
1: Do you think that you could beat those kids in a punt passing kick contest like the 10 and 12 year olds and stuff that do it? You ever see those?
0: Um I would say yes, except Sunday, we had a a party at the house. We had a bunch of neighbors over, and Bo, big ass six foot seven, country boy, high school football coach. Bo was here with his kid, and he's in all the vlogs. If you haven't,
1: college, he played college football. Let's not forget,
0: played D one college. Coulda
1: went pro, but he talked it over with his family, and
0: (laughs) they decided not to. But anyway, he um, he was here with his kid. His kid is five, but taller than me. Basically, basically <laughs> taller than basically me. Basically, <laughs> grew up in the front yard, just playing catch, doing whatever. That kid was ripping full. And you know, my yard's big for Texas. Oh wow! A yard. Yeah, well, congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's it's hard work. And you know what it is? So many people care more about getting what they want and not how to get it. You got to get in the right line. And really oh, I think I uh I think quote hard. of that today. What was it? Um, you really need the graphic to emphasize. Anyway, the point is, oh, where it's, I'm a, going it's a with line this.
1: of people, and it's the the line for hungry to win. It, it packed right because everyone's hungry to win, right? Everyone, everyone's Everyone ready. To, they, they they want to win. Everyone wants yeah. to win, right? Um, and then the other line, there's nobody in front of it, and it says "hungry to do what winning requires." Yeah, it's a lot of hard work. That's a lot of dedication. I think me and you yeah. have had put forth
0: that effort. It's custom graphics. It's all the things. Anyway, point being, I, I, I went to the short line. It's well, you know, it I went to the short line. Put in the hard work, I have a nice yard. This kid, 5 years old, throwing perfect spirals across the entire yard and not horizontal diagonal. Bo was on the side or the, the patio and his quarter was his kid was in the corner per, perfect spirals was wild there so was your a, question uh, that started this could you beat the 10 no not if those are the 10 year olds that kid in five years no, no no
1: i told i've already told you this story but there was a guy that when i was probably six through 12 years old a guy lived across the street from us unbeknownst to the me turns out that, was a uh oh my god did you you just lagged out like crazy did your computer shut yeah, off are you there
0: nope the stupid tiffany yeah i'm here okay Can you hear me yeah. Tiffany knows I'm streaming and called anyway. It's, it's, I'm having a family.
1: <laughs> but anyway, the guy across the street, every time I was out just kind of tossing a ball, because I would always, my favorite thing to do was punt a ball in the air and then pretend I'm Deion Sanders and catch it, like return it. And he would always come out and be like, hey, Jay, <laughs> his name was Gino, which one of the fucking, anybody named Gino is a fucking certified weirdo. And he'd be like, hey, Jay, hey, Jacob, you want to teach me how to throw a spiral? You want to teach me how to throw a spiral? <laughs> oh, I forgot about Gino from Beto, or, uh Yeah, Beto, that's what... Yeah, my bad Beto? Gino. Yeah, my bad it. Gino. <laughs> He's, cool. He's cool. I think he was... Uh, Gino Bedope G-I-N-O. I think this guy was an E, so I think it's a little bit different.
0: G-E-N-O is bizarre. Why is my camera so dark? I got the freaking...
1: I know. It looked, it looked like there your power went out when when uh, your lights went out. when.
0: You... No, it's like my camera's like compensating oddly. There
1: we go. Anyway... 20 um, minutes of fight. We're on a good pace here. I know, I know. I know, I know. <laughs>
0: hey, become a premium member. It's $10 a month. We want picks.com. You'll unlock everything you have ever needed in the history of time. We have a $1 super chat from Gold Coast Kombucha. Thank you very much. I'm sure your kombucha is delicious. Most aren't, but yours probably is. Thank you so much for the $1 super chat. Then we have, wait, is this the original? What time is it? Brian sent a hundred. Oh, I missed that. Oh, Jesus! I'm going backwards. There we go. Okay, got it. Great He's in start a to the
2: show. He's Great start to the
0: show. And then Tiffany, I text her. I'm like, "You can't call when I'm streaming She's like, "Accident? No, it wasn't." No, like, <laughs> you lying bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly it. There's no way. Oh, you no, it accident. fucking wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> what are you trying to fool? Next up. At UFC 293, we have Shane Young taking on Gabriel Fly Miranda. Shane Young, 13-7 and seven overall, 2-3 in his last five. He is riding a three-fight losing streak. Losing, key word here, because this guy's a considerably large favorite. Taking on Gabriel Miranda, 16-6 overall, 3-2 in his last five. He's coming off the stoppage loss to Benoit Saint-Denis. Stop doing that. Shane Young, this guy's a solid kickboxer. Him, like half of this card. He's out of that city kickboxing gym with Izzy, the rest of that crew, Ulberg, all these people on this freaking card. He likes to work forward. He wants to jab. He's going to manage range. He's going to control the center. He's constantly pumping that jab out there in combinations. He's more of a volume striker than a raw power guy, but he can definitely put you away. He's coming up that loss to Blake Builder where his striking actually looked... He's supposed to be the better striker here. His striking looked stiff. He had nothing to offer when he was actually taken down. But if you do remember... That was his first fight back after two years outside of the cage, taking on Gabriel Miranda. This guy's a slick grappler. He's got nice takedowns. He's very much an old school BJJ guy who's going to work from position to position and look for a submission instead of just pounding away on top. The problem is that he can be submission or bust, and he's so good. He's so comfortable on the ground. He'll get swept. He'll like, he doesn't care. He'll just go with the flow. He'll stay on his back. And as we all know, that doesn't score very well. Uh, with some judges on some of these cards, especially a card like this when you got you know a lot of strike-heavy people. Being on your back may not work out well for you, but he is coming off that loss to Benoit Saint-Denis where he came out guns blazing. He had big shots, takedown attempts, but he faded pretty quickly. This is a tough fight to pick. These odds are surprising. These are very, very, very wide odds because we essentially have a grappler versus striker matchup here. Shane's going to be the striker. He did look stiff in his last fight. Gabriel's a grappler, but he gets way too tired, way too early to work in takedowns late in fights. Shane looked clueless off his back in the last fight, but if you zoom out, Before that takedown, before he ended up on his back, he defended six takedowns. And Blake Builder is a fast, athletic guy who does set a pace. So I'm still going to pick Shane because I can trust his cardio. If I knew Gabriel was going to have cardio and he wasn't going to fade as quickly as he did in his last fight, he actually would be the pick. But I don't trust his cardio, so Shane's going to be the pick. What do you think, Jakey Boy? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first edition of the
1: mexican blood fly parlay fly would be the nickname of gabriel miranda because he is the first part of this underdog parlay that i am pumping all week wouldn't recommend putting a lot on it you know but i do, <laughs> i do i do have a little bit it's just a fun parlay that i came up with thought it was a funny name but fly is the first leg, because this guy is is very, very aggressive. And I think Shane Young, with his style, is just so prone to just kind of being overwhelmed in fights. And I, I see Gabriel as he has good enough striking. He uses that striking really well to get... I mean, he just blitzes with his strike. He basically does what Aljo should do better, if that makes any sense. He's not the same grappler or wrestler as as Aljo, but the way that he's able to use his strikes in the takedowns is better than what Aljo does. He's a better striker than Aljo. So he comes in with the big strikes. He's a good striker. He hurt Ben. I mean, he had Benoit on, on absolute skates. He actually showed up pretty good toughness in that matchup. I know he ended up getting finished. Should have been finished at the end of the first round. Got finished early second round, right when the first round started. But even in those exchanges, you saw this guy isn't, he is a jujitsu nerd. Angelo is exactly right. He falls in love with the the grappling. He will go on his back. He will do what he needs to do there to try and just stay on the ground. But he's not a typical jiu-jitsu nerd. This guy is tough. He does have good striking, and he does have legit takedowns. He has really good doubles. He has really good body. He gets to the body lock with inside trips and outside trips. He does have really good takedowns. And the second that this fight gets to the ground, and I believe it's going to happen within the first minute because Gabriel's not going to stand around and just, I mean, he just blitzes in. He goes in for it. It's going to go to the ground, and Shane Young is in big, big trouble. He's not going to want to stay on the ground. He knows it's dangerous. In front of the home fans, he is going to make a mistake getting back to his feet, and I'd like Fly to get this done in the first round by submission. I'm pretty confident in him this week. And Shane Young, he's pretty well-rounded, but you don't look at Shane Young and be like, oh, he's really good at, you know, it's just kind of, he's good at everything, but not great at anything, you know?
0: Yeah. No, I I hear you, and and this is not a, uh, I obviously picked Shane, but like I said, It's really because I don't trust Gabriel's cardio. That's the reality of it. I don't trust his cardio. No, that makes
1: sense. I I, I personally don't think it's gonna matter, but it makes sense for you to think that. You're welcome.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for that. Hold on one second. Okay, I mean, this is... This is, like, she's like, where's mommy? Where, where, I, I told you. your Mommy left right a now. long time ago. Yeah, she she went out to get a, a gallon of milk in 1998, and now you're raising yourselves upstairs. <laughs> you hear, it? You hear it? Okay, it's. I mean, it's it's. Guys, don't get a dog. Don't get kids. It's just it's a whole thing. It, they all need something. Shane Young's going to be the pick. I'm not going to fight and scream with Jacob here because Gabriel Miranda doesn't have the cardio, in my opinion. But if he does have the cardio, if the last fight was a fluke, or maybe the, you know, for whatever reason, it's not like it he didn't get fight. tired.
1: You just got beat on. I mean, you just got on. Yeah, well, but beat I didn't.
0: The cardio issue wasn't based solely off his last fight. He's had cardio issues on, on tape in previous fights. But um, if you trust his cardio, and I saw people posting pictures in our Discord, join a Discord. It is 100% free. If you um, saw those pictures that people were posting, dude looks physically Gabriel Miranda looks fantastic. Well, oh, um, he's coming down to
1: he's coming down to one forty five. So we might yeah. this might be a I mean this could be a scale thing too. If he looks sucked out, you know his cardio is already going to suck. You know so yeah.
0: No, that's literally the only reason I'm not picking him. Other than that, I do think he can win. But uh, seventy six hundred dollars in DraftKings, I mean that might be something to look at. If he gets on the scale and he's hopping around, he looks like he's full energy, made the weight. If you're trusting the cardio this time out, that, may, I mean, he, he may look fantastic because Shane Young looked real stiff in his last fight. And if Gabriel gets one of those takedowns, he could have some very real success. You're going to spend the $7,600 on him.
1: Yeah, I just don't see Shane defending that first takedown. And he's just so aggressive when he gets that first takedown. I, I, think, I think Shane's in, in trouble on this one. But if you're going to play it, and this is probably gonna, uh, this is probably works. Something backfires. I wouldn't play him money line. You might as well just play him by submission. I think it mo- moves it from plus one fifty to plus two hundred and something. and That's I mean he's sixteen wins, fifteen submissions. You might as well just play the odds on that.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I hear you. I'm gonna fade this fight entirely for most things. What are you laughing at?
1: Uh, you just have such a hatred for the live chat, but I get it this time.
0: Just yeah, I mean it's one thing. The dude always wants to say dumb shit, which is fine. Let him say dumb shit. But once he starts saying like actual like business affecting things, gone, gone forever. No, no exceptions. Anyway, we want picks.com. We've been having some wild success with our bets. Artem has been crushing the non-UFC cards. He's his UFC picks have been phenomenal. But I'm emphasizing the non-UFC cards because he's putting that stuff out there as well. Sign up, $10 a month, wewantpicks.com. Click become a member at the top. You're gonna unlock the DraftKings optimizer. You're gonna unlock the bets. You're gonna unlock the picks. You're gonna unlock round line sways. For every single one of these fights, I'm gonna give you my round line lean, so is Artem. You're gonna get confidence levels on the picks. There's so much information, so much content, the data, the metrics, the analytics, and then our actual bets, what we're doing. Ton of stuff on there, only $10 a month at wewantpicks.com. Next up at UFC two nine three, we have Blood Diamond taking on Charlie Radke. I mentioned this in my video. Dude, it you know how hard it was to find like a that's the best I can find one. of this guy. I
1: found a normal one for mine.
0: Yeah, but you use a smaller one, so it may have been or his arms are out like this or something, right?
1: Uh yeah, you just cut the arm.
0: No, I need whole body. I don't play those games. Mm. Anyway, I mentioned it uh, I mentioned it in my. I challenge the community here. I mentioned it in my um, uh, my quick picks video or my full card breakdown that Blood Diamond is the only fighter in the UFC that only goes by his nickname. It is literally Blood Diamond. Oh, not everywhere. Korean Zombie. Korean Zombie it said Da Un Jung on everything.
1: No, it's Tapology.
0: A- you go to Tapology right now. It says Da Un Jung. You go to Tapology right, to right now. It says Blood Diamond. Because people said Korean zombies, so that, and that's not true. And they also said— The somebody wizard. Said, somebody said the cow, cowboy. That's just not true. Sometimes the pay-per-view or the event will have the nickname, but I'm talking every single document, you know, Sure Dog, Topology, the UFC website. There's no—his real name is Mike Mathetha. Doesn't exist. It's all Blood Diamond. It's pretty weird. What about Mackenzie
1: Dern? They announce her as P-H-A-T-S. Fat ass.
0: (laughs) Anyway, Blood Diamond. 3-2 and in MMA. And uh, that's it. That's his entire record and his last five. He is looking for his first UFC win. He's taking on Charlie Radke. This kid is... Not nearly as hood as this picture would make you think. He's 7-3 and three overall. He's 4-1 and one in his last five. He is riding a four- He's from
1: Fort Myers, right? Fight win streak. Is, is he, he from he's Fort one, Myers? I think he's the one from Fort Myers, yeah.
0: I knew he was from that area. I did not know if it was specifically Fort Myers. But um, Blood Diamond, I mentioned his real name is actually Mike Mathetha, which is just... It, I hate saying it. Just really makes my tongue seem 10 times larger than it actually is. This guy's a very experienced striker. 3-2 in MMA, but... The reality is he is a striker that has moved over. He had well over yeah, he 100. he trains in uh,
1: Naples, Evolution MMA in Naples. There you go. He has Chuck well Buffalo, over... that's a great nickname.
0: He has well over 100 kickboxing matches, again, on three fights in a row. He's out of that city kickboxing gym. He's with Uber. He's with Izzy. He's with Shane Young and all of those people So he's going to get proper MMA training. It's just a matter of how much has he absorbed in this short time in his MMA career. He's 0-2 in the UFC. He has been taken down in both of those fights, but he was able to defend some as well. He defended four of Jeremiah Wells' takedowns, five of Orion Kose's. He is absolutely a striker. You're gonna see a submission on his record. The dude got thrown. He was thrown, and just the way they landed, there was a neck there, and he just squeezed it real quick, and then that was it. He's taking on Charlie Radke. This kid's an athletic grappler. He like literally lowers his level, takes a shot. He immediately starts working for positions. He's very controlled on the ground and very dangerous. He hunts for submissions and transitions well between them. He does pull guillotine. He does chase things that aren't necessarily there. I don't love seeing that. He also does tend to slow as fights go on and he can be hittable. For all of those things, I actually like Blood Diamond here because I'll tell you, when I saw these odds, it's like, okay, blood diamond, winless in the UFC, I know he's a phenomenal striker. I'm gonna assume that Charlie Radke at these odds at a three to one favorite is gonna be a nasty grappler. And then I pull up some tape, I'm watching some fights. Oh, okay, he is a good grappler. And then I just keep watching. And it's like, uh, he's breathing a little heavy. He's getting hit a lot. And then you just really start to look at that and it's like, man, this might actually be the one that blood diamond can win because yes charlie radke if he can get the takedowns and he can get it to the ground sure but blood diamond has shown us that he is athletic against the cage he can defend some takedowns and getting hit in the face by the people that have already hit charlie is not the same than when he gets in the hit face when he gets hit in the face by blood diamond so i like blood diamond here he's gonna be the pick i haven't bet on him yet I might do a wins inside the distance, decision, no action, because he could absolutely lose a decision here. But he could also take Charlie's head clean off his body. So these odds are shocking to me. I'm just going to keep watching because they continue to widen. And uh, we'll see what ends up happening. But, I mean, this dude dude is a very high-level professional kickboxer fighting a UFC debut who gets hit and gets tired. This might be his first UFC win. What do you think, Jakey boy?
1: This has got to be literally a monu- monumental moment in history for We Want Picks that you have a guy that most people think has no idea how to wrestle and you are picking him as a massive underdog against somebody that could I usually lean wrestle, wrestle heavy, yeah. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm right. saying. Like, when I was here's how I broke down this fight. First, af, after I did all my research, I thought, oh, there's no way Angel's picking there's no way Angelo's picking Blood Diamond. <laughs> but here we are. But this is how I started watching the fight, right? I know who Blood Diamond is already, so I start watching Charlie. I start watching Charlie and I think, oh my God, this guy could be my lock of the week because one, I notice he's a striker, as Angel mentioned. This guy is a striker. And I'm thinking, okay, I don't look at the odds beforehand, so I have no idea. I'm like, okay, they have a striker finally. Up against blood diamond he probably is going to be the underdog because blood diamond is the the has all the kickboxing experience in the world i mean he came in as this like very high level touted kickboxer so i thought okay this guy's gonna strike with this high level guy he's gonna be an underdog can i find a reason to make him my lock of the week, this is me thinking he's going to be an underdog, and I start watching film, and I want him to be my lock of the week. But as Angel mentioned, I'm watching him, and he gets hit, and I see him get dropped, and I see him getting out wrestled, and I see when he is grappling. As Angel mentioned, it's not the it's not the it's not dominant takedowns. It takes chances, right? So then I start watching Blood Diamond. Again, I don't know what the odds are. So I start watching Blood Diamond. I'm like, okay, obviously a good striker. You watch the Jeremiah one, defend a few takedowns. Jeremiah's a big, strong dude. You come in versus Kosuke. Every single initial shot that Kosuke shot, from what I remember from watching it the other day, he defended just fine. What he had issues with was he was staying in the clinch, and his his coach, the city kickboxing guy, was literally screaming, get away from him, get away. He just <laughs> stayed in the clinch, and the longer he stayed in the clinch, then the other takedowns happened for Kosuke, the trips, the lat drops, the stuff that he was not prepared for. But the initial takedown defense is really, really good. So I think Charlie is going to come in and think, I'm just going to take this guy down. He's not going to take this guy down, and Blood Diamond should be the much better striker. And I think that he can find a knockout on the feet against Charlie because he is a hittable guy. He's a very good guy. I have nothing against Charlie, but this is a weird matchup for him. If he thinks that he's just going to take Blood Diamond down and wrestle him, I think he's going to be surprised by the takedown defense. And all his Blood Diamond has to do is separate, get back to space, and he's the better striker. And that's why he is the second leg of the Mexican Blood Fly Parlay. Fly Blood. Coming soon.
0: It's only one You're nice va- on this card. I wasn't even looking That's at so my I was.
1: I was just looking at
0: you, me doing that. Being just annoyed? Just watching me be annoyed at yeah, you? Yeah, you were just like, <laughs> and I loved it. It was incredible. Yeah, well, you got that little kid brother bullshit, little man energy, so I hear you. $7,100 in DraftKings. I'll probably shoot my shot because, yes, Blood Diamond can be outclassed on the ground, but I don't think this is that matchup. So I think Blood Diamond is uh, going to defend some early takedowns, have some success, potentially win this fight but there are some wild prices on this card $9,100 for a UFC debut with three losses is one of those um, so I will potentially have some blood diamond action going and as I mentioned I'm considering a win inside the distance decision no action bet I may just go straight money line I'm going to keep watching This odds they're continuing to widen the line movement tracker I'm going to eat my own dog food or drink my own champagne depending on how classy you want to be with that saying
1: I'm like so I'm a dog use with it.
0: a bone Nope, that's not, that doesn't work here. We'll get, we'll, we'll find a fight that oh, that works. Heavens. And, and um, just such a Ned Flanders moment for you. But <laughs> um, You
1: know, what's funny is that's an inside joke that doesn't include you. So I said that specifically so I could send it to my group chat later. Because Big Don said that the other night, I said, I can't remember what I said. It was like, it must've been a funny TikTok or something. And he responded just with, heavens and i was i just started dying <laughs> laughing when i saw because it, it was such a random response like oh heavens <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's like 19 so i literally said that just housewife. so i could send it to them yeah
0: but um anyway i'm gonna i'm gonna monitor the line movement tracker here that's where it's great that's it look at the opening odds look at the current odds wow this is really flying off the rails or this is tightening let me keep an eye on it maybe i'll, I'll check again a little later place my bet tomorrow kind of thing and that's what i'm doing here like this is continuing to widen so I'm on the good side of the widening of the line, so let me keep an eye on it, see what happens. You wanna unlock the line movement tracker and every other freaking tool and bet and pick and everything else that we have available for you at wewantpicks.com. Just go there and click become a member at the top. It's $10 a month. We don't have a break in a week. We don't have a week off in a very long time. And we've absolutely been killing it. Oh, and at the end of the day, even if you don't use those things, you don't bet, just a great way to show support for the channel. We on pics dot com. Click we come to in member at the top. Yeah, the Jacob's using all the money he gets from it to go to uh, Brazil. Mm. There you go. Somebody, when you did that press conference lock of the week last week, somebody's like, "So he just has all these flags. He has a flag room." It's like, no, idiot. They're props for these videos. He has wow, a flag maybe I do have a
1: flag room. Maybe I do. Maybe that's a little fetish of mine. You want to fuck this, me on a f- Canadian little- flag?
0: We're looking at your entire place. This is it. This is the whole thing. There's a bed on the other side of that stupid board, and that's it. That's the place. Oh, I'm Angelo.
1: I have to put people down to make myself feel better. You should read the. I, I'm sorry. You're, I'm reading this yeah. book called the, um, the Four Agreements. And uh, it really gets in depth about the way you feel, not only about yourself, but how you treat other people. And one of the hmm. first things they teach you is to be impeccable with your word, Angelo. And that means not disparaging people that it means if you are impeccable with your word you will allow others to also be impeccable with their word and that makes just for a, a nice friendly
0: place for everyone i'm good 20 super chat from prominent talent he said thanks for the great content and betting recommendations loyal fan he's he's like our biggest instagram supporter every week i post all these we on instagram Yep, all these beautiful graphics that you see get posted there every single week. And every week, Prominent likes every single one of them. We appreciate the support, genuinely. $2 super chat from Austin Levi. Can I get a shout out for my daughter Oakley? Shout out Oakley.
1: Oh my God, you know what you just said?
0: No, I read it seven times (laughs) before I did that to make sure that it wasn't a trick. Cause I'm like, that seems a little, okay, Oakley, Oakley. what? What that's a cool name! Horribly offensive term could that be? And it's not. That's none. a cool, it's a that's yeah, it's a cool name, name for a
1: for a daughter. You know what I was thinking too. I think Kiefer is a great name. I heard that and I was like, I can like that name because didn't go by Keith, and then people are like, Oh, you're it's Keith, and, it's, and people think you're going. No, it's Keith.
0: You know, is this a real <laughs> thing or is this because Tiffany was texting you about dog names?
1: She texted me about dog names. She I'm asking because she why she, is that the name?
0: She floated it by and I shut that shit down. I'm like, that's a Kiefer, dumb dog. Yeah. Like, that's How does she come up with Kiefer? Man. You should have seen, dude, she would come up with a name. I would finally agree. The reason but I know was, is because of Kiefer on this card. Name. Or Kiefer Sutherland. She would come up with a name and I'd be like, still crying. She'd come up with a name. I would, I would disagree with it. Then she would come up with another name. I disagree with it. Ten names in. I'm like, all right, I can do that one. And she's like, I don't like that so much. It's the like, chat the will give you a good going name. On?
1: Angela needs a good dog, we already boy na- name. We
0: already landed on a name.
1: No, we. they'll come up with something good. A fight-related <laughs> boy, dog name. Go, I chat. I tried. And they're going to come up with some good stuff.
0: I tried. We couldn't come up with anything good. Um, I was going to say something else, and now I'm forgetting. Yo, what up? Kiefer. I'm Keith. Chief Keith. Oh, you said people say, I'm Kiefer. Oh, and you could be Keith when I was in my like early twenties and we would go to the bar and this is when they would keep your card for an open tab instead of just swiping and give it back to you. And then you go there and they go, what's the name? It's loud. It's crowded, whatever. What's the name? And I would just say Andrew. And then half the time they just walk off and there was an Andrew there and I was good. And then the other half, they'd come back, they'd say, "Whoa, whoa, Whoa, what is it? There's no Andrew. And I'd say Angelo. Oh, okay. I mean, it was a, just a nice casual about, way of Stealing from people when yeah, I, yeah, in I was going to say, 20s. I don't know what yeah. the
1: statute of limitations is on that. And uh, yeah, well, you know. So if you're if you're hey any Andrew out there, you might want to reach out to your bank and go through your statements from 1983 when Angelo was going to the bars.
0: All right, let's settle down. This is it's it's like oh it's it's a pay per view week. Let's have the kid be a complete nightmare for no reason while Angelo's live on the internet. That makes sense. That makes
1: sense. Octagon. What about Octa Dog? <laughs> oh, oh.
0: I thought you said the comment section was like usually a clever group of people.
1: Oh, they got some good ones in there. No, it should be Du not. Bronx. Oh, that'd be awesome! Uh, yo, what's up? that's us do Bronx. You should do Bronx.
0: Come on, do here, do here, do.
1: No, you du. Say, no, you say no. The champ has a name, Angelo, and his name is Charles Oliveira. Du Bronx.
0: He's not the champ. He got
1: He will be the champ. We can talk about that. Pill. You want to break down that fight right now? Because he right is now. going to
0: smoke Islam. Okay. Anyway. Next up, at UFC 293, we have Nazrat Hakparast taking on Landon Quinones. Nazrat Hakparast 14-5 and five overall. 3-2 in his last five. He is coming off the decision win over John McDessie. Taking on Landon Quinones, this guy's 7-1 overall, 5-0 in his last five, coming off a short notice stint on the, or sorry, a short stint on the ultimate fighter. Nazrat Hakkaraz, this guy has been around forever and at one point was like a really big prospect and was really going to do something. They were pushing him, he's an Afghani fighter and they're like, yes, this, you know, this is a great market for us. And uh, didn't turn out that way. Had a couple of tough matchups. Started to lose a few fights. But the reality is he's still a very good striker. He does have some high volume. He lands more than five significant strikes per minute. He's got a really good 78% takedown defense. When he can push a pace, when he can find the rhythm, he's a really hard guy to beat. He just broke a two-fight skid with a decision win over John McDessie where he worked in two takedowns and a knockdown Taking on Landon Quinones. I mentioned this kid's coming off the Ultimate Fighter. He's immediately being thrown into deep water. I mean, this is a tough... Here's your official UFC debut. I mean, this is a tough fight to get right off the jump. Style-wise, he's a decent striker, but a very slick wrestler. He's probably going to categorize himself as a striker, but... He could be a slow starter on his feet. It takes him a little while to gauge the range and the rhythm. But what he does well is work in those takedowns. He's going to lower his level, shoot a clean shot. They're not desperate. They're usually well set up. They usually result in some real nice pressure on top. And, uh, you know, he's a well-rounded guy that could probably have some success in the UFC. It's not going to be in this fight, though. Yet These odds are super wide. <laughs> These odds are super wide. We've seen Nazrat lose fights. Sorry but this to crush feels... your dream, buddy.
1: <laughs> it's we've not going to be this fight, though.
0: I thought you were laughing at me because you're on the other. I thought you were on Landon's side, so you're laughing No, at me. You're like, no just so the way you stupid. said that. He, could, he probably is going to have some success in the UFC. Not this fight, though. <laughs> <laughs> but the reality is, like, Nazrat, yeah, we've seen him lose some fights. But, I mean, how many times have we broken down fights where it's like, that's a pretty well-rounded guy. Oh, he's fighting like an actual talented veteran. We just saw that on the UFC Paris card. There's a couple of fights like that. Like, oh, he's actually fighting somebody who's been here for Volkov. Bogdan versus Volkov on the Paris card. And I fell into that trap. I'm like, Volkov can be chinny. You can get to him. And that's not Nasrat here, but it's like, oh, Nasrat can be taken down. Nasrat can be outworked. And that's how Dan Hooker beat Nasrat. He just outworked him, took him down. I don't see it happening. I think Nazrat's going to defend the takedowns. I think Nazrat's going to have the much better striking, much more volume, and I think he absolutely gets it done. Certainly, Quinones can steal this fight, but you know, it's a fist fight. You can say that about anything. What do you think, Jakey Bangalos?
1: Yeah, there's nothing too you know crazy to break down in this fight. As you mentioned, I, I like Landon's game. I mean, he, he is a a respectable opponent for Nazrat. There could be moments in this fight where you're like, oh, no, because if you have Naz, I'm sure a lot of people even if they don't know anything about the fights, they see this guy and they're oh, 400, 500 favorite. Okay. Parlay. Okay. Parlay. He is a parlay piece. He, boom, boom, boom. And there could be a moment in this fight where he is flat on his back, or there could be a moment in this fight where he does eat a shot because he can get hit as well. But I just don't think Landon kind of has that extra gear, that extra edge. He is at a great camp. Killcliff. We saw Angelosa last week coming out of kill Cliff. Looks, looks fantastic. Um, so, you know, You know, he is an experienced guy more than I would say than a 7-1 record, but he kind of wants to do what Nazrat does. Nazrat will also kind of mix in a takedown or two. Nazrat wants to just kind of stand and kind of box with you, and he should be better pretty much everywhere than Landon, unfortunately for Landon, because he is a good fighter. But Nazrat's good. He's got good footwork. He knows how to stay safe defensively. In this fight, it feels like he should be able to take a a few more chances, right? That John McDessie fight, you kind of wish that he was... He's technical, yeah. Right, and he will... Not go 100%, right? I mean, he's just touch and touch and touch because you'll see once he finally goes, he can land power. And Landon seems like a guy where Nazrat, if he wants to turn into a guy, as Angelo mentioned, he was brought in as kind of like he could be a prospect. If you want to make a statement in the lightweight division, in a pay-per-view, you know, this is your chance against a guy like Landon. I think he's hittable. And I think if you start landing power late first into the second, you can find a finish on this guy. So I'm going Nazrat all the way here. And this what it is.
0: Yeah, and Nasrat's the type of guy they rushed him. Let me pull up. Uh, I'm gonna pull up his record real quick. Nasrat's the type of guy where they did bring him in as a prospect, and he was supposed to be this like super high level guy. Like you know, they they're loving that region, um, and a lot of those people. He came in undefeated, I believe, and then he got his losses. Which that's how the UFC should work, right? Uh, actually, I don't think he lost all five of these fights in the UFC. But oh, he did. lose He lost all five his fight. very no. He yeah. lost his very first fight. Yeah, yeah. Then and then he lost
1: by Marcin held. Got knocked out by Jim Dover. Happens. Got outworked uh, yeah. by Dan Hooker. Happens.
0: And then got outboxed by Bobby Green. that happens, you know. But then he's got some quality wins too. Alex Munoz, Division One, very solid wrestler. That's a good win. Hoffa Garcia, that's a good win. Jack Mac- John Mcdessey he's old. He's a little slower, but he's a technical striker. That's a decent win. Joaquim Silva's a good win. And Mark D'Casey is a good win. So Nazrat Perez. I mean, we don't need to convince you he's good. He's a minus 500 favorite here. And but- just uh, so I can add this in here, Alex Muno sucks. I, I get mean, it, but I, it's still... We but, found but,
1: that. We we found that out uh, a couple months ago.
0: But the point is... Well, he won that fight, but yes. <laughs> Holy the, the, fuck. The point oh my is... God. That was when division. we we
1: both doubled down on that tip we received. <laughs> he could not barely beat a guy with one arm. Oh
0: fuck. <laughs> well, Nazareth Hackerast should be getting the win here. Uh, pretty confident in that. Unfortunately for Landon, it's going to be a tough UFC debut, but... Uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Although the ninety five hundred dollars in DraftKings fantasy for Nasrat, it's a it's a tricky he's th- not finishing people. Th- yeah, there's a, there's yeah. better
1: spots. Yeah, there's probably better spots.
0: No, a hundred percent. I completely <laughs> unless agree. he starts we'll really going that.
1: in on the wrestling for some reason. But I don't know.
0: Which he, he got two takedowns in his last fight. So he we have right. seen him use the wrestling in the past. Really good. And he had really, a, really
1: well timed, too. That One of them was really late versus John. Right when you saw it. Because John's a tough dude. And he knew he was down in that fight. So he started getting really aggressive. And Nazrat stifled that aggression really well with a really well-timed double. So even if he gets in trouble here, he does that have that in his back pocket.
0: He's a smart guy. 100%. He had a knockdown in his last fight. In his last fight, Nazrat Hackbrass scored really, really well. Right. So this fight's gonna be—it's a tricky decision. Do I use him? Do oh, he I not got. Use him? Yeah, but, he
1: knocked down John, didn't he? Who's John? Yeah, you know, he,
0: he's, I, in fact, it's the next fight. Before I go to that, though, how about the? Uh, oh, let me pro, let me plug the promo. Hold on, hold on. Okay, I'm ready. Just go to weWantPicks.com. Click become a member. It's only ten dollars a month. You'll unlock everything you've ever needed, including detailed breakdowns on every single fighter and how you should use them in different types of DraftKings fantasy entries, including detailed data, metrics, and analytics. To help you find your own spots, including tools like the line movement tracker that will identify the odds. They'd be able to highlight lines <laughs> that have flipped and moved, including the DraftKings optimizer, including fan duel content, including prize picks and underdog, including me, Jacob, running mouth, and Artem's picks and bets. There's your plug. Hey, how about this graphic though? You see those little kangaroos in the background? I mean, that's. I see Landon's
1: time. tiny little nipples, man. Those things are. Beatty.
0: Forget the name, look at the kang... It's a field of kangaroos. You know what Sean
1: Strickland can- said on the Embedded today? What do you see? He, he's like, I haven't found a, a kangaroo to fight yet, but I promise, guys, as soon as I fight one, I'm squaring up with it. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> guy's that's that's psycho. He
2: is a psycho. I was laughing at...
1: Um, someone said, can I get a backstory how Jacob and Angela met? I know I heard it a few times, but tell me again. And then his next comment was... Where are you, neighbors? <laughs> Angelo loves neighbors. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we I were was. neighbors. Yeah, we're and I fucking... do love
0: neighbors. <laughs> Aurora I was Vendicata the original neighbor. It. Well, no, I had neighbors before you. Anyway, Uh-oh. let's go ahead and move on. Next up, at UFC 293, <laughs> we have Jamie Malarkey Fucking taking out of a bitch. John O'Neill. No,
1: fuck, dude. fuck, What the <laughs> fuck? At least it's a, de- a decent picture. I mean, I'm looking at the It's the only look is- normal <laughs> picture I
0: could find of you. And you have no eyebrows. Oh, clear as day. It's shit. the only normal picture I could find Fucking asshole,
1: of you. <laughs> dude. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, I wish I
1: I wish I was looking at my phone And didn't realize it for a little bit Because you would have been sitting there like giggling And waiting for me to notice it
0: That's why I said I really set this up That's why I was like how about those kangaroos To get you really focused on the screen And then boom And then uh, anyway Jamie Malarkey 16-6 and six overall 3-2 <laughs> and two in his last 5 He is coming off the <laughs> knockout loss To Mohamed Naeemaw He's taking on John McDessie Eighteen and eight overall, three and two in his last five. He's coming off the decision loss to Nazareth Press dude. We get it together. We're at work. We are at work. Get it together. Suck it up. Jamie Malarkey is an eyebrowless man, but he is a well-rounded fighter. He can wrestle. He averages about three takedowns per fight. He can strike. He's got those two knockouts. I'm fucking balling, dude. <laughs> I'm fucking balling.
1: I did but not I, expect that at all. Oh, shit. But I nice would, one. That was good. Uh,
0: thank you so much. But I would not say that Jamie Malarkey is great anywhere he is primarily a grappler though he's been more active the last few years with his striking but he's coming off that second round knockout loss to muhammad niama where he did get the wrestling going and his striking volume was pretty solid but he had no power and absolutely no chin and negative eyebrows if that's possible he's taking on john McDessie. this guy's a volume striker he's got solid takedown defense He's technical. He relies on his pace. He likes to start the exchanges with his hands. He wants to end them with low kicks. He's a short, compact guy, so movement is everything for him. If you can take away his legs, you can take away a lot of his success. He's coming off that loss to Nazrat Hakparas, where he did have the volume. Jod had the volume there, but he was taken down. He was knocked down. I take notes watching all these fights, or the ones that I can watch live. I take the notes. And I just write down exactly what I'm feeling or thinking in the moment. My notes on Jamie Markey's last fight were literally just sucks. That's the only thing I wrote. And the problem is, well, Jamie is, he does have some power in his hands. He does have some takedowns. He has all of these individual tools, but none of them are great. He doesn't have great takedowns. He doesn't have great strike. Like So he's just got all these pieces in a pretty good package. And he's able to win some fights. He's definitely going to win this fight. But minus 280. I mean, and that's even a discount on the minus 350 he opened up as. I'm not spending it. I'm not taking the risk. Because, yes, he's the much younger fighter. We'll see the stats here. He's the much younger fighter, um, the taller fighter. He's all the things, but I still don't think uh, it's going to be. I don't think he's worth the money that they're putting out there, but I do think Jamie Malarkey wins. What do you think, Jamie Boy? Uh, I mean,
1: fuck, man. Great looking guy. <laughs> I think that's the first thing that comes to mind. Every time I'm watching one of his fights, every time I'm I'm going through my nightly Instagram profiles, he is in the rotation, right? So I'm on the Instagram, I'm looking at it, I just can't for some reason I'm just I just I'm just fucking attracted to this guy, man. I just I can't keep my eyes off. I just lock in like lock lock into that graphic right now, right into those eyes right now. Tell me you and tell me you, <laughs> no, tell, me no you tell me you can't just not look away. He just sucks you in with those things. Um but yeah, he should he should win this fight, right? This is a <laughs> this is a fight that Jamie Larkey should win. Just because John McDessie, he is tough. He's probably gonna be there for all three rounds. It's probably gonna be a decision win for Jamie. And Jamie is a guy that does make mistakes. He does get wild. He does get clips. He can get caught up in firefights. His last fight, that knockout, was not like a normal. ...in the course of throwing an exchange knockout in the middle of the Octagon. If you watch that back, it was very weird. He went to, like, level change, and then, like, it looked like he changed his mind... ...but then froze, and his hands were just low, and he was, like, crouched in front of this guy... ...and the guy looked at him was like, whap! <laughs> just fucking, it was, it was a very weird knockout. But, he, get, he did get knocked out. I just don't think John possesses that power anymore. I mean, maybe if this was John from five, eight years ago... I think this is definitely a very, very close fight because John's tough. He knows when he's losing. He knows when to be aggressive. I just don't think he has the same pop. Not that he was like a big knockout artist anyway. I think his last knockout was like 2015, 2016, something like that. It's been a while. Um, Jamie can get clipped, but he he should be able to mix in a a takedown attempt or two. John's got really good takedown defense. I don't know if he's going to get Very good. And he's short. which right. I hate, fucking hate short people, it, but Jamie should. I mean, just to mix it, just to change, right? Just to get him thinking about it. He can do that, you know, once or twice around. Lay enough power, lay enough volume. Jamie's always, I mean, he's a tough dude. He's always, he's always active in the octagon, and he's always fun to watch. That's for sure. So,
0: he's my pick. Yeah, I feel no, good about no, I, it. I, uh, I hear you. I mean, I'm, I'm very, I'm fairly confident that Jamie's going to win this fight, but I definitely. Definitely a little uh, hesitant to touch anything that resembles those odds because John MacDessy still t- like of the two of them, only one of them was knocked out unconscious in their last fight. You know what I mean? And Jamie well, John McCarty, was clipped and he survived, and John was fighting uh, one of the better guys on the roster. So you know what I mean? And meanwhile, Jamie was put out by a, you know a new prospect. So anyway, but what a normal knockout. It, he was knocked out. The setup was weird. Yeah, but, but it, he was it wasn't knocked like out.
1: it, it like, wasn't like it was an exchange, and it was just like you could tell he was like he made a mistake there. And we don't make mistakes twice in mm, a row. Fill me once, sure. can't get filled
0: again. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, are you going to spend the eighty nine hundred dollars? The only way he can be worth that is if he gets the takedowns, which I, he's not going to get eighty nine hundred dollars worth of takedowns.
1: My eyes are a little bit wild in that picture. Someone <laughs> said Jacob looks like he's slizzard in that graphic. You know what that picture's that? from? Oh, that's from uh, Texas that? OU. Yeah, so yeah, depending on what quarter it was. No, you're
0: doing, <laughs> you see how tall Jacob is trying to stand? That's because he was standing next to my cousin who was like a gymnast and she's 5'11 and you were trying to stand tall next to I was to way Alex. taller than her. I have the whole picture. Don't make me put up the whole picture
1: i way taller, and I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I bet you do.
0: I bet you think that, but that's what you're doing. You're standing up tall and like trying to trying to be tall. Great posture.
1: <laughs> People are making fun of John's posture.
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm not spending eighty nine hundred dollars. I imagine you're not. It's it's tricky, man. I just keep saying no I to all these super don't expensive know. fighters.
1: This could be a Jamie could be a sneaky DraftKings play. He if he if he gets a couple takedowns and John did get dropped in his last fight. Jamie, I mean, when he throws that dude fucking throws heat, man. I mean, there's some swings where he is like a yeah. fucking top. If we, he'll swing and miss and fucking start spinning, he swings hard, man. I wouldn't be surprised if he, he knocks John out.
0: Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be it'll be a good moment for Jamie if he gets a big win like that because yeah, he had a couple of knockouts a few fights ago, but. Outside of that, we haven't really seen it. He will be at home. A lot of things going on. Yes, Baby Red.
1: Uh, I just want to make a quick point here because I know that we do have female— uh, viewers, And this, this is a very important point to make. Mm-hmm. Notice, and because I, I have to deal with it as well. I know you guys, you, you go, or the, you you ladies, you go to the bars, you go to the clubs, you get all this attention. Because I, I, all, all the female watchers of this channel are, are all fucking beautiful. I, I know that mm-hmm. for a fact. So you go out and you're worried about your drink being spiked. I, I do the same thing, right? I, I go out and I'm worried about, you know, what, I'm a good looking guy you know and, and there's girls that would do it to me there's other guys that would do it to me. Angela's tried to do it before me so if you notice my hand positioning on my cup in that picture that is going to be your go to when you're walking around the bars <laughs> when you walk around the clubs I mean you got you still got access to your draw or your straw but you got everything covered I just want to point that out it's very important people like you don't have to deal with you know attention like that
0: but beautiful people it's it's tough Thank you so stay, much. Stay wow, safe. You really, you really saved a lot of people out there. Um, WeWantPicks.com become a premium member. The amount of things that you're going to get for that is absolutely incredible. Sign up now. WeWantPicks.com. Click become member at the top. It's only ten doll hairs a month. Five dollars super chat from Joey T. How's it going, everybody? We can thank WeWantPicks for getting special guest Jamie Malarkey to help the breakdown this week. Yes, thank you so much, Jamie, for joining us. Uh, we appreciate you. I don't know what happened to your accent. Oh, strip on
1: the body.
0: Nope. Next, well, that's the other thing with this stupid dog. First, I didn't want a dog. I don't want a dog. Anybody who watched my Quick Picks two weeks ago knows how that even started. You should my name daughter, it Chippy. My, my Chippy? Chippy? That's the name of the, the Elf in the Shelf elf. Anyway. Chippy. I never understood that, Chepe. by the way.
1: What's the... Can, I, I see all the pictures on Facebook and stuff every holiday. So you just convince your kids that this elf at night goes and does weird shit? That's the whole point?
0: Not goes and does weird shit. The, the point of the elf is Santa sends him it's down It's not before- funny. I've
1: got a school. <laughs> it's not funny. You know what video I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah there's
0: a whole bunch. When they when they convince...
1: <laughs> but the, the girl's got the, the most wild fucking English accent. <laughs> I've got a
0: school. It's not funny. <laughs> I'm a it. No, the point is the elf, uh, Santa sends the elf to keep an eye on all the kids right before Christmas, and every night he goes back up and he tells them, he tells nah, Santa nah, if they were not good funny. or bad. I've got school. School? <laughs> I'm not
1: laughing. I've got school.
0: <laughs> nah it's not she funny so I've got skill but that's <laughs> the point of the elf it. and then it evolved into like ooh look at look at the mischievous stuff he did but it is great because around Christmas time while well, my kids still believe in that it's like hey Chippy's watching so if this is how you want to act Chippy's watching and you know he's going to fly home and tell Santa
1: so when like, I was a kid it whatever just, you want to do it was just you were just worried about Satan just good old Satan <laughs> <laughs> I was just old, old good school good old fashioned it. it was just old school with it
0: what you should—you're gonna worried go about to
1: fucking hell. You keep acting like this. It's
0: what like you a- should have been worried about is that guy across the street that lets you go in his basement to watch Titanic. I never went the in signs. there,
1: but um, you said you did. Thank God, no, it wasn't me. It was. My sister and the other girl, and uh, but the the mom went with it, and it was like a weird situation. I didn't learn about that until like last year. I'm like, you did what? <laughs> but it was fucking. That guy was definitely a fucking certified weirdo, and I'm just praying that I don't unlock a memory one day. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. It's gonna happen on the channel. Just, I'm, gonna whoa, make I'm, just,
1: weird... I'm just I'm just I'm just be sitting here, also I'll just. <laughs> yeah, I'm,
0: gonna, I'm gonna like make a joke, or my chair's gonna <laughs> creak like that. Creeps rocking chair. And that it's gonna all come rushing back. Vietnam flashbacks. Yeah. Anyway, next up at UFC 293, we've got Jack Jenkins taking on Chepe Mariscal. Jack Jenkins 12 and 2 overall, 5 and 0 oh in his last five. He is riding a nine-fight win streak. He's taking on Chepe Mariscal, 14 and 6 overall. in his last five. He's riding a four-fight win streak and coming off a win in his UFC debut. This actually, I said actually, I don't know why I said actually, but this could be the fight of the night. Both of these guys are willing to go out there and bang. Both of them can get into an actual fight. And um, I'm actually looking forward to this one. This card's a bit mediocre, but this fight should be very, very good. What a casual. Shut the hell up. Jack Jenkins, this guy's a solid striker. He's got very real power, good takedown defense. He's going to pressure forward, back you up against the cage, and then from there, he'll look for some control. Overall, he is a powerful guy, and he can win a fight multiple ways. People like to highlight his striking, that he's got three fights in the UFC. You know, He's doing really well. He's wild leg kicks. He's, he broke a guy's leg on the regional scene. Oh, my scene. God. But he's got far more than just striking. Those 3 fights in the UFC, he has 9 takedowns total. He's coming off that win over Jamal Emers. Win is in quotes. He definitely lost that fight. Uh, and if you remember Do you remember what the live odds were at the Well, end I remember of the yeah, I remember round? live odds, but I just rewatched
1: yeah. that fight and I was like, I mean, round 1 and 2 were like extremely close and Jack actually had the striking numbers in both. He obviously got smothered in the third round, but those first two rounds are pretty close. I thought Jamal won. I had money on Jamal, but when I rewatched it, I was like, it was a pretty close fight.
0: Yeah, I think he, I think he lost. But yes, I hear you. I think but he lost
1: too, but I don't think he was robbed.
0: The odds makers did not think it was a close fight. At the end of the third round, like the fight's over, and they leave the odds for like I don't know thirty seconds to a minute, and then it's just go ahead and bet it before the scorecard. Jamal Embers was a minus seventeen hundred favorite, a massive favorite, and he still lost that fight. Taking on Chepe Mariscal, Chepe can do everything. This guy is, has an incredible resume. He's got BJJ championships, kickboxing champions. He's a collegiate wrestler. And most of that resume says grappler. Oh, BJJ champion, uh, college wrestler. Oh, he must be a grappler. But the reality is he's willing to engage. He will bomb away. And he has no problem getting into a firefight. We just saw that in his last fight with Trevor Peak. He has fought some high-level competition throughout his career before the UFC. His last fight was a short-notice UFC debut at 155 pounds. He won that fight. He looked pretty good doing it, especially on short notice. Both Jacob and I picked him to win, and obviously we we're very glad that he did. Before the UFC, Wait, he what? fought some... Chepe. Oh,
1: I was all over Trevor Peek in that fight.
0: <laughs> oh, you were. Oh, I was yeah. all over Chip Yeah, no, no. no. I think and that anyway.
1: was. I think I might have lost money to you on, the, on that fight. Oh, I for some reason uh, I thought you picked him too. Oh, well, I did. No, so no, no, no.
0: My what I was gonna mention is before he made it to the UFC, he did fight some UFC caliber guys. They were losses. He lost to every single one of them, though. He got knocked out by Steve Garcia. The the Joe Anderson Brito knockout was one of the worst I've ever seen. But he did come out there. He did fight. On short notice up away class and he looked fantastic chin held up he was gritty he was throwing bombs staying in his face didn't slow down at all and showed that this guy does belong in the ufc i am surprised to see that chepe is a two to one underdog he's got all the wrestling he showed us in that last fight he showed us how tough he can be not only did he out wrestle trevor peak he outstruck him too and he did that up away class on short notice chepe can be the real deal we'll see how good he's actually gonna be like long term uh in my quick Picks video i liken this to when um oh shit who's sean strickland's buddy there the little black guy hits hard chris curtis um little like, for 85 he's small okay he would chris curtis showed up into the ufc at 185 pounds, knocked out a bunch of killers super fast. It was like, oh shit, how good is this guy? And that could be Chepe, right? He could come in here and all of a sudden string together a bunch of wins. I just don't think that's gonna happen. To compare the performance he had against Trevor Peake, who barely had a couple of MMA fights, had none of the skill but all the tenacity to somebody like Jack Jenkins, who can out-wrestle people, who can out-strike people, who has those deadly leg kicks, it, you're doing yourself a disservice to make that comparison. I think Jack Jenkins win this fight. I think um, Jack Jenkins lights up Chepe's legs, and I think Jack Jenkins takes away that movement and gets it done. So I like Jack Jenkins here, but I would love if Chepe was, uh, you know, turned into that Chris Curtis. The kid. undersized. I mean, he was fighting at one. He came up at 185 to fight Phil Hughes, who's one of the biggest guys in that division.
1: You don't agree? I don't know. Why do we, we talk about Chris Kurt? I don't know why we're talking about it. Because this feels very similar
0: to that. This feels very similar to I know, but he's like shows getting
1: real specific about it. I didn't know what the because
0: hell. Because I, I lo- I'm, I'm waiting for that to happen. Like I think Jack's going to win, but I'm waiting for this to be his. He showed up. Short notice. Win, win, win. Beat Brendan Allen. Beat Phil. Like beat all these. Or Hawes, oh, not Hughes. Beat Brendan Allen. Beat Phil. Beat all of these people that he wasn't supposed to beat. And it's like, Holy shit. Chepe could do that, but I just don't. I can't pick him. I like Jack Jenkins to get it done.
1: Yeah, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the final but core piece of the Mexican blood fly parlay, and that is going to be Chepi. I'm telling you right now. Everyone, you're going to hear it all week. I'm sure you've heard it already. If you're in the Discord, if you if you guys are looking at Twitter, whatever, to Jack Jenkins and these leg kicks. Oh, my God, he's got, oh, my God, he's got all these leg kicks. He's got, he got a leg kick. Look what he did to Jamal Emers. And he was lighting up the legs of Jamal Emers in that last fight. No idea why Jamal Emers didn't wrestle until the third round. We saw very clearly what happens when somebody is a better grappler than Jack Jenkins. He is flat on his back. He is clueless. He is a fish out of water and without those leg kicks that's what he becomes he just without the leg kicks he's just a normal guy yeah he's very tough yeah he is a pretty good boxer but he's not like an elite level boxer he doesn't like when people are in his face he doesn't like pressure guess what cheppy is cheppy is a guy that gets in your face he will turn this into a brawl he will turn this nasty he will, i mean and everyone talks about the leg kicks the guy that Chepi has trained with over and over and over and over again is Justin Gagey, another guy who has incredible leg kicks, probably better leg kicks than Jack Jenkins. And what that Justin Gagey does so well that Jack Jenkins also does well is finish combos with leg kicks and also in the pocket, he's really good at landing leg kicks. But he's seen this in, in training, in sparring. Yeah, it's different when it's live and it's not going to be the same power because in sparring, when you, they have the shin pads on and this and that. But he's seen the looks. He's been in there with light sparring, with regulars, with Justin Gage getting him ready for fights. He knows what, if there's anyone prepared enough for leg kicks it's going to be Cheppy. and Cheppy also has some nasty nasty leg kicks of his own he dropped Trevor Peek with the leg kick so don't think this is just one thing that Tre- that Jack Jenkins can do and then he's just going to do it, and that's how he's going to win the fight because he's not going to be able to do it Cheppy's going to be in his face he's going to be- get him to the ground he's going to be on top of him and then Jack Jenkins just becomes a normal dude yes he is very good at leg kicks. You take it away, he is just a normal guy. Cheppy in his last fight outdogged a complete fucking dog in Trevor Peak. Trevor Peak is a fucking tough ass dude. is nonstop, and Cheppy went in there short nose and outdogged that guy. I fucking love people that just come in and they. God, I just fucking love dogs, this man. People rats. that— You know how many times I've watched, sat here and watched fights on streams, and people look like they just don't even give a fuck in the fight, like, oh, I'm just gonna— I'm losing, but who cares? Cheppy is not one of those guys. He's gonna come forward. He's gonna be there. If he starts getting lit up, he's just gonna fucking go for it, man. I love those guys. Cheppy's the pick. I think he smokes Jack Jenkins.
0: Yeah, I, uh, listen, I'm not gonna— It's a hard argument for me because— I think Jack Jenkins wins. I think he, I, I'm, I, I was surprised to see Chepe as a two to one dog, but I totally understand why Jack Jenkins would be a two to one favorite. If that makes sense. I know that it's a country going to get statement. on top of
1: this guy. And he's, I mean, he's just going to rain down on him. Jackson, give up his back. He might submit him. I mean, he's going to get the takedowns and but then you're he's, comparing then Jack that. Jack Jenkins was fully mounted by Don Shainis. What the fuck?
0: A tough, completely guy. yeah, guy. F- yeah, fucking. And
1: then he was just fucking completely <laughs> outworked and outclassed in the third round by Jamal Embers. That was a close fight, and he got outworked. That could have been 1-1. One, one. And guess what? He was flat on his back for the entire third round of that fight.
0: Didn't give a fuck. So he's a tough dude, but he, he's got outworked before. Yeah, the, here, here's the problem with your you're leaning very heavily on what Chepe did to Trevor Peak, who's not very good. And then you're using, well, he trains with Justin Gagey as, like, the defense to anything else. How many people have we seen train with phenomenal fighters that absolutely suck? How many people have we seen? It's about just getting the looks. I guarantee that most people that
1: train and they do the sparring and stuff don't see a lot of leg kicks. They're probably not, but that's... A core of Justin Gage's game. So when he's in there live sparring, getting ready for fights, that's what he is going to be doing. And Chepe has been getting Justin ready for fights over and over again. So th- he was just training him for 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 Poirier. Guess what he was doing against Poirier? Landing kicks. He's been in there, receiving it, being the sparring partner. He's seen the looks time and time again. I'm not saying that that means he can't get hit by him. I'm not saying that doesn't mean he can't get hurt by him. But if there's anyone that's ready for the leg kicks, in theory... It should be Chappie.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm on the other side. I'm happy to take your fucking money from you f- over it, honestly. Oh, now you now you're gonna act confident. Because you were like I no nah, nah. no no. Now no, it's like, no, oh
1: Angel wants to get his big boy chest out. I his just peacock because chest.
0: You're just so adamant. Like you don't even smoke you don't even yeah, I was gonna say you don't even see how Jack could win this fight. And because if he, of that if he, if the, if the first he's light kick lands. If
1: the first leg kick lands and he snaps Cheppy's legs in half, then great. That's, you know, oh, that's, that's how he wins.
0: Like when you picked what's her name and her arm, her arm exploded. Same energy. Same exact energy from Jacob. Same. <laughs> taken down immediately and her arm explodes.
1: <laughs> Imagine he does just snap his leg on the first what kick. That? Oh what was her God. name? Was that
0: Natalia Silva? No. Yeah. No. No, it was Estela Nunez. Estella Nunez. That's right. Same exact energy. Oh, she's going to stone news. Come on. Boom. Arm snaps clean in half immediately. He's going to so, maul this guy. I, I, uh, I'll I, bet you. I'll throw up a bed openly. Why don't you throw out the bed openly? Hey, you can't figure it out, huh? No, because I'm doing this while...
1: Oh, yeah, I'm not. I forgot that. I'm not, I'm not doing this. Look, I'm, I just well, already I have do, it created right now while I'm talking. So well, the fact that, that you direction? can't do two things at once is uh, concerning, to say the least. A little bit of dementia.
0: Just a touch. Just a touch. But I'm not the one who forgot that Chepe barely beat Trevor Peak. Okay?
1: I mean, he, smoked, he doubled his strikes and had like four or five takedowns. What do you mean, barely beat? It was a 30-27 decision.
0: You're right. Even I, close. Forgot, I forgot that Trevor Peak. Was, he was uh, an
1: undefeated fighter with eight finishes. He was eight fuck. no with eight finishes.
0: Wow, wow. Well, this should be easy money for you then. Then
1: should I mean, it? I'm coming in. I was very high on Trevor Peak in that fight. I was like, okay, and I saw the fucking what cheppy can do. I mean, Jesus Christ, that guy's a fucking. It doesn't. Stop, I mean, now man.
0: you're you're all aboard the Cheppy. I picked him last fight. I bet on him last fight. I'm not the biased one, so I get it. I well, get that's, it. That's called
1: a. Uh, it's called treason.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. I, I bailed out of him. But anyway, wewantpicks.com. Click become a member. You'll unlock everything you have ever needed and more for only $10 a month. Just go to wewantpicks.com. Click the button at the top of the page and you will instantly have access to picks, bets, tools, information, insight, and more. DraftKings, $7,500 for Chepe. I actually think that probably is good value because if you do think he gets the takedowns, if you do think
2: mm, that he
0: can push that pace, then he's great value. But if you think Jack Jenkins is going to control the striking, take out the legs, touch up Chepi and get it done, well then Jackie Boy at 87 is somewhat of a discount as well. Like I said, Cheppe a two-to-one dog, seems a little wide. Jack Jenkins is a two-to-one favorite, doesn't. I know that's a contradictory statement, but I'm here. I'm here.
1: I'm trying to make Next. this, but they need to know my location because I guess Chrome updated and... It's just I can't oh. figure it out. Isn't that
0: convenient? <laughs> Isn't that convenient?
1: I literally do you know how to change your location to a location on Chrome? I literally I'm just clicking. I've had it to.
0: Hand. It's in the settings. I've had to do it before because all the fantasy sites do that too. Oh God. Next up at UFC 293, we got Carlos Ulberg taking on un Jung. Carlos Ulberg eight and one overall, four and one in his last five. He is riding a three fight knockout win streak he's taking on da un jung 15 and 4 2 2 and 1 in his last five he's riding a two fight skid Carlos Ulberg, like so many others on this damn card, is out of that city kickboxing gym. He was a former kickboxer that has transitioned into MMA. He's a very big guy. He's got incredible footwork, great range management. His striking differential is an impressive 8-3, and he has both a 100% takedown accuracy and defense. Takedown defense at 100% is a little misleading. He's only defended two takedowns, but he does do all the right things. His footwork keeps him out of trouble for the most part. The uh, only MMA loss you're gonna see eight and one, four and one in his last five in the UFC. The only MMA loss was to Kennedy and Chuck Woo. He was dominating, dominating that fight, and then just got blasted and lost. His most recent fight was a first round knockout over Ehor Poteria, taking on Da Un Jung. This guy's a technical striker, solid wrestling, good clinch work. He's very well rounded, and he can win anywhere. If you go back to his win over William Knight, he had eight takedowns and a ton of control time in his win over kennedy and chuck Wu, he had fantastic striking and he got that early knockout we've seen him do everything well but he is coming off back to back losses but that was after a 16 fight unbeaten streak this guy went 16 fights unbeaten super high prospect dustin jacoby beat him then he just lost his last fight to uh devin clark where devin got the takedowns and the control time I love Ulberg in this spot. I think he's shown us time and time again that his striking is elite. Dung, Jung is very good. He may work in some takedowns. Well, his first name is Da, and so I was like, Da, and then I said Dung. Jung, so I
1: just said Dung. Um, we were talking about Dung Beatles on the live stream Saturday. A lot of fun.
0: That's an odd thing to come up in a fight companion. Dong Jung can win this fight. If he comes out here with that same energy he did against William Knight, Wrestle, wrestle, wrestle. Pressure, pressure, pressure. He absolutely can, but if he comes out here thinking he's gonna strike like he did against, thought he could against Dustin Jacoby, it's gonna be a short night. I think Carlos Ulberg is gonna get the win. I like these odds. This line is tightening, uh, and I and I think he'll be totally fine. We've obviously seen crazier things, but I think uh, Carlos Ulberg is gonna look great at home and absolutely get the win here. What do you think, Jakey boy?
1: I mean, the perfect the timing on this absolutely incredible. I finally figured it out. I put the bet in the chat, in the private chat for you. Make sure you accept all. You have to put 177.78. <laughs> why is that funny?
0: Uh, yeah, I, don't, I don't know why, because it's just such a, it's a, it's a bigger bet than I expected, but I clicked max bet. <laughs> uh,
1: that's to win 100, and I have 100 to win 177.78 cents. Oh, um, but going back to this fight. I do like Ulberg, but I will say this. He he's, should be the better striker, right? I don't think there's any question about that. He should have the speed advantage. He might even have the power advantage, but the speed's going to be the big thing here. But if this leaves the first round, man, I'm going to be a little bit nervous because Dawin Jung has shown before that he can't. He can, obviously can get knocked out, but he can be a durable guy. He can mix in some wrestling. He can withstand maybe the early, maybe he just keeps his distance, and we've seen Ulberg he just kind of dances and he takes his time and he takes his time and the longer this fight goes it is definitely not going to favor a guy like Carlos Uber cuz since that disaster with Kennedy we still haven't really seen him tested in kind of the later rounds to see if he does still get tired. So Uber is going to be my pick. But if this gets and I mentioned in my quick pick video if if Daewon Jung if he gets a t- if his game plan is wrestling and he gets a takedown in the first minute or two, I don't think it's going to be a huge deal. I think Carlos is going to be able to get back to his feet, whatever. But if Carlos is landing some decent strikes, and they get this gets late to the first round, into a minute left in the first round, and he gets taken down, and he can't get back to his feet, I'm a little bit nervous. If this gets to the second round, it starts with a takedown from Da Jung, and Carlos Uberg is struggling to get back to his feet. I think it's time to fucking panic if you're on the Carlos Uberg side. But with all that said, i put a bet on him to win the first round. I fully expect a big, stationary guy like Daewun Jung, who's going to be sitting on power, should be easy pickings for the speed and accuracy of Carlos Uberg. But if he's able to eat some shots, watch out. But Uberg's a pick, and I, with all that said, i bet him to win in the first round. So,
0: Well, there you go. I know, just giving away the premium bets. I'm trying to take this whole bet, and it's not.
1: It's only letting me... It's
0: only let me only, down why, 40 bucks. Oh, wow. Oh, deposit more funds, Angelo. No, I have $900 in here because I've been absolutely dominating people.
1: Well, apparently it's frozen money of some sort. I'll
0: figure it out after. No, it's. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. There's a button, my max bet, and it's just going up to 41 instead. Well, of yeah, yeah, well. I'll figure it out. Anyway, I agree with you. I uh, trust Carlos Ulberg a lot more than you do, but uh, I absolutely. Absolutely think that um, Carlos Huberk is going to get this done. I'm very confident in him. I just got a text from Josh saying, yep, just bet the dogs. I'm assuming that means Dana White Contender Series is a fucking hot mess again. You guys insist on betting on Contender Series fights and then everybody is a, a sobby, crybaby mess when these three-to-one favorites lose. These are these, Those are regional fights. How could you bet on a regional fight with two unknown guys? Well, or, people
1: think they're smarter than
0: than the books or just bet the dogs because I think uh, I think uh, Josh, uh, what,
1: what Josh and I were
0: talking about is we're pretty sure if you just wait bet what was every, the name that you came up with for your dog A dog name you can't say it it's like a kid name you don't say it until it's done because then people might disparage it and plus it's been changing constantly she changes the name every three days it's so we don't even have that. I don't want the dog I, I want nothing to do with it like as it is I don't sleep the last thing I want is another creature. And then our other dog, the dog we have, is like an old piece of shit. So it's like uh, he's just going to be the bad dog. I
1: will say dog hating doesn't translate well over the internet. They're going really to drag I, you for that. I, I, uh, no,
0: you no, know no. what's
1: come across my TikTok a few times in the last few nights? Terrible. I watched the whole thing just to get to the end, but it's the guy that saves. He, I don't know what country he's in, but they oh, eat dogs, and they have them like bound up like ready to be slaughtered and, and cooked up, and the guy goes in and buys the dogs and saves them and stuff. But just seeing them, it's like, oh, I don't know. Oh, my God, I can't fucking imagine. Yeah, no, that's brutal. Oh, no, I, I don't. Uh, I literally just I, watch them just so I could see the happy ending, you know?
0: I I love dogs, other people's dogs. Like I, you like my I dog? Don't, I, yeah, I love, I love dogs. I love other people's dogs. I cannot have more responsibility in my life. I have too much to do as it is. And then we're going to bring in a freaking puppy. With like we're gonna... I literally should bring Ugh. over
1: Indy and it'll it'll set that dog straight. She doesn't fuck around, man. Well, well that's my... you, when she goes to the dog park, she's like everyone
0: Keeps dogs in line, keep in line.
1: Yeah, if they start running around, she'll fucking snap at them.
0: My my uh my biggest issue with getting a dog is um our current dog is not a good dog. He's he's a right. he's a good He's a good dog. He's not well behaved. <laughs> He'll snatch food. Like, he's not going to bite you. Someone not- said, he's- give
1: the dog to Israel Adesanya. He'll treat it real good. I don't know if you're seeing what? all this stuff coming out does from that. Does he not
0: treat dogs well? What does that mean? Oh, he True. treats them pretty well. Wait, he had sex with a dog? What is happening? What's the implication? There's like a
1: video of him, that resurface of him laying in bed with his dog or something. He like starts jerking it off or something like
0: that. Oh, and then I think
1: Guru God. just posted a video... That he, Izzy on Twitter, followed some girl that was like a fucking, I don't know what they call it, like acts like a dog or something like that. And everyone's like, the big thing now is like, Izzy's got, He's got this got a like dog, dog fetish. fetish. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ, dude, the internet's wild. Anyway, I think uh, I'm going to end up loving the dog. It's just going to be an adorable little puppy. It's one of these stupid, fancy suburban dogs that doesn't shed. But I just, my biggest issue isn't, because it'll take a month, a couple of weeks, tops to get it fully trained, not pissing the house, all that my dog wakes me up at four o'clock in the morning for food. Like cries ten times a day for this. It'll that, get on sca- it'll get on his uh, yeah, on his, that, on his that, schedule. Yeah. That's and then I'm and then I signed up. Like for that the, it 12, absolutely will. Yeah, it absolutely will. No, that but is those dogs my biggest those
1: issue. dogs would be smart enough to retrain. I could retrain Indy to do anything at any point right now. She's still smart enough. Not She's Scout. Like not my current dog. I can't retrain that. You dog. You can teach an old dog new tricks. That's why we're trying to get you in shape, Angelo. We're trying to, you though you're an old dog. We still believe that we can teach you the ways.
0: It's funny because Tiffany literally tried to say, we could just teach, Scout. I'm like, no, we, we, you literally can't. Can we li-. Like, that's the yeah, thing. There's no it's, chance. You
1: can't. You
0: can't. There's that's no the chance thing.
1: with that dog. That yeah. is the
0: one that you cannot teach that old dog any new tricks. And it's like, it's brutal because he's slowing down. He's old. He's like 11. He's slowing down. But I also walk, you know, eight nine, 10 miles a day, something like that. So does the dog, or at least not in the dead summer, but he walks let's see lot. the so Let's he, see
1: the stat right now, the walking stat right now.
0: The stat right now, let's see uh, the stat right see. now. My,
1: I will say while you're looking that up, I saw a TikTok today because you mentioned that he might have like dementia or something. There was I a TikTok I saw it. today of a dog that does have doggy dementia, and the caption was so and so, I don't know what the dog's name was, used to always love to play hide and seek, but now that he has doggy dementia, he doesn't realize that we can see him while he's hiding. And he's just like standing on the corner of a wall. Okay. And he can like see his entire body just staring at him, just like his, like they can't oh, see funny. me. <laughs> Fuck it, because he's got fucking dementia.
0: Great dog. So 8.7 miles. See it. Mm, looks like a screenshot. It is not a screenshot. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Anyway. Stressing about this dog. It shows up on on Sunday, which really going to be brutal.
1: Anyway, it shows up. You got to get Uber Eat that thing. No, it's it's
0: Tiffany's flying. Tiffany is flying to San Antonio to get this dog to fly it back.
1: Flying it back, huh? She just I mean, that's what happens. She's just you so play. starved for attention that she wants to walk to the airport with a new puppy. Because I've seen it before.
0: <laughs> well, the other oh alternative is to drive. Everyone like whole... at the
1: probably if you want if you if you want easy dating advice. Just get into that game. Get into the puppy transport game, which sounds like a, a bad... Th- Honestly, it does sound like a yeah, good thing. Yeah, yeah. Get into the, tri- the child trafficking thing. Just, yeah, I was going to say, what's that movie?
0: Whoa. The one that, like, went viral for it's all just about saving kids and it's oh, that. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But
1: if you have a puppy in an airport... Because nobody's got anything better to do. So everyone in the gate is like, oh, my God, a fucking puppy. I would just go buy puppies and go to the airport. You'll meet anybody you want to meet.
0: They are cute, but I, I'm just—I just—I fully expect I'm not going to sleep anytime soon. That's it. My sleeping days are—they're over. They're over, and they—and they weren't very right good when they the, were here. Right
1: when the kids got old enough to, man, uh,
0: yeah. there you go. To right, sleep. And now, you, now you lose your sleep again. That's life. Let's move on. Next up at UFC 293, we have Tyson Pedro. Taking on Anton Turkalj, Tyson Pedro, nine and four overall, two and three in his last five. He is coming off the decision loss to Modestus Bukowskis. Taking on Anton Turkalj eight and two overall, three and two in his last five. He is riding a two-fight skid tyson pedro is primarily a grappler he did find some power in the last year or so he doesn't have the best takedowns but he has no problem charging forward to get one if you're going to overcommit to his strikes he will drop he will shoot a nice shot and he will run right through it once he hits the ground he is looking to strike more than he's looking to submit but if you scramble or you try to work your way out he's going to snatch something up he is coming off that loss to modestus bukaskis where he was getting touched up on the feet he did gas very very hard but he showcased his chin, and he did have a clean takedown or two before the end of that fight. Take it on Anton Turkosh. This guy's a fun, athletic guy. He can mix it up on his feet. He's got no problem taking risks. He's got really diverse striking where he's gonna spin, he's gonna kick, he's gonna charge forward. He will mix all of it together really well. Not only is his striking fun, but he has aggressive takedowns, and his offensive BJJ is solid as well. He had 11 takedowns in his contender series fight. He had five in the fight of the night loss to Vitor Petrino. His pressure is incredible. That's what separates him from most people. He fights at a 100% pace. It doesn't matter if it's striking or grappling. I like Anton in this spot. I, I, I know Tyson Pedro's good. We literally just watched Anton get out grappled and lose his last fight, but we also watched Tyson gas real hard. And Anton's pace could absolutely exhaust Tyson Pedro And let him take over that fight So I like Anton here And I did throw a half a unit on him at minus 103 <laughs> A little bit of loots there What do you think, J.K. <laughs> Bangalutz? do not it seem like Anton kind of laughs
1: like that? Like he doesn't want to smile Because he do not want to get wrinkles So he goes
0: <laughs> I mean, who knows how he laughs You sent me that picture of his, of his OnlyFans And he looks like he's got a real weird laugh
1: I didn't send anything about his OnlyFans, Angelo. Did you find that on your own? You stumbled across that,
0: did you? So, am I going to pull up the text and show everybody that you were creeping in his OnlyFans?
1: Mm, You know, I think there's a lot that can happen with AI and Photoshop these days. Yeah, I bet. I bet. (laughs) Um,. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna stick with Tyson here, but obviously, I don't, feel <laughs> I, I don't feel great about it, right? Because you saw in that last fight, I think I picked him in, in his last fight too. I don't know. I don't think I had money on him because we realized that Podestas was a, a guy that's been around the block and he had, he's had his own struggles. But I think we knew that that could be a closer fight um, than what it ended up being or what it other people would have thought it would have been, but. You know, two minutes left in that first round, it was like a uh-oh moment for Tyson Pedro fans. I mean, you saw him start to immediately start fading. And hats off to him for hanging in there, right? But that's just on very short notice. He got tired as well, so that kind of saved him as well. But he did kind of hang tough in that in that moment. But he is very dangerous in the first round. Even in that first round, he did get the takedown. He was threatening to submission. Didn't have the control I'd like to see? But he has been a first-round finish on Anton in his last fight versus Vitor, should have been finished. in the first round. I mean, he was getting lit up, and for whatever reason, Vitor started wrestling. But even when he wasn't wrestling, and he was landing the nice shots, and Vitor or and Anton was on skates and he was backing up, he went to the ground. There was one shot to finish that fight. He lands this random up kick on Vitor that kind of like dazes him, and that's what saves him. So Anton, yeah, he did kind of hang tough in that fight versus Vitor. He was getting out wrestled. There were some weird things that happened, but. He should have been finished in the first round. And Tyson is a guy that finishes people in the first round. He does land some nice strikes. Anton was pretty much put out in the first round of his last fight. I'm going to stick with Tyson. You know, I'm I'm, I'm not betting money line. I'm not betting what I have for him is strictly first round. Because if he doesn't win the first round, I don't think he can win this fight. But I think he finds a way to get it done. Anton's not that great. Um, And Tyson from the home fans, you know... I think he knows he let one get away from him, and that was in front of the home fans. He probably felt a little bit embarrassed. So I think he comes out aggressive and, and, and finds it.
0: Yeah, I just think uh, I just think that uh, um, Anton's better than his, his UFC record, frankly. I think Anton, uh, you know, who he lose to? Almeida, who could be heavyweight champ this time next year. Jolton's going to he- get
1: smoked by Curtis Blaze, by the way.
0: And then he lost to Vitor Petrino, who's super big, super tough, super fast, athletic, all the things. And that was a somewhat close fight. It was certainly a fight of the night type fight. So I just think, um, I just think, uh, hold on. I got to hide this dude from the channel. Leak in the safety parlay. Um. Anyway, I think Vitor, or uh, Anton Turkov should get it done. I think that Vitor fight showed us a lot about him, including, oops, including how tough he is, how gritty he is. That pressure is fantastic. That pace is fantastic. I absolutely think Anton can get it done. That's why I threw a, I mean, a half a unit, not a ton. I get the Tyson Pedro love here, but I did throw some on him uh, for that reason. You're not worried about, t- I mean, you did mention first round, all that crap. I mean, the cardio is the real issue and Anton's got like cardio, legit cardio.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I just felt like Tyson got a little bit embarrassed by that last fight, and people, uh, I believe in people, Angelo. That's what it comes down to.
0: There you go. There you go. Well, good for you. You're going to spend the $8,000 on Tyson Pedro? I mean, if he wins, he's going to be worth it, first round.
1: You're talking nope. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and there's that confidence uh, that people I love. Di-
1: I didn't bet him, that's for sure. He could have been lock of the week. If I felt real good about him, I would have put him as lock of the week. I'll tell you yeah. right now, he is not the lock of the week. <laughs>
0: well, there you go. <laughs> well, that was a fucking weird ass laugh. Eighty two hundred dollars for the Anton one God gave me. Take it up with him. <laughs> I may. I think you have a couple of other beefs to grind with him, though. Anton Turcals eleven takedowns in that contender series fight. If this fight looks like that one, which I don't necessarily think it will, he's going to score so many points. $8,200 might actually be worth it. I'll take a closer look and then go from there, guys. If you want to unlock the safety parlay, which is hitting at about a 70% clip, which is eight for the last 10 events, well, you can now at wewantpicks.com, just click become a member, and that $10 is going to unlock everything for this card, including the tools, the bets, the information, the insight, and all of the things shine bright like a diamond next up at ufc 293 we've got the rematch the biggest rematch of the year and they put it on the best pay-per-view of the year we got justin taffa taking on austin lane justin taffa 16 and 3 overall or sorry 6 and 3 overall 2 2 and 1 in his last 5 he is writing a 2 fight knockout streak before the eye poke no contest with Austin Lane. Austin Lane, 12-3 and 3 overall, 4-0-1 in his last five. He's riding a six-fight win streak. He was riding a six-fight win streak into that eye poke. As I mentioned, there was an eye poke. These guys just fought a couple of months ago, less than 30 seconds into the fight. It was 29 seconds into the fight. Austin's finger goes straight into Justin's eye, real bad to the point where Justin's like, uh-oh, like I'm gonna need surgery. This was, this was more than a regular eye poke. And then that was it. That's all we saw. I will say, when I watched it live, I remember thinking, Austin's looking good. Justin seems to be having trouble with it. And I had those thoughts. And and Josh, our web guy, texted the same thing, like just this week. And I had those thoughts. And then this past week, when I went to go to the notes and the pick for this, I remember thinking, oh, I might go against Justin Taffa here. Taffa, dude, I fucking hate that you that's say. That's how I say. it. Well, that's, that's how, how I
1: should say it. If anyone says it like that, it should be me talking about Justin Taffa.
0: <laughs> I'm not saying Taya. It's Ta Taffa.
1: No, it is Taffa. You're saying Taffa. You say
0: ta-fa. I, now. I don't know how to say it because it, we've said it all the ways. Anyway, um, but then this week I'm like, oh man, it was twenty nine. It was twenty nine seconds. Then I rewatched it. It's like, yeah, Austin looked athletic, looking looking like he's doing stuff, but. You know, Justin's just a lumbering guy, and that's what he is. Justin Taffa is a, I do say Taffa, Justin Taffa is a lumbering heavyweight striker. He's got big power, a really good chin. When he gets his kicks going, those are solid as well. He's got no takedowns. He's also never been taken down. He's gonna swing. He's going to, you're not going to get fancy footwork. He's not going to be the fastest guy, but he'll come forward. He'll set it up and he'll throw big, big, heavy punches. If he lands, you got a big problem. You can beat him if you dance around, you touch him up, and you just have to stay busy the entire fight. He's taking on Austin Lane. Austin Lane is the opposite of Justin. Justin, not a a fast, athletic, good footwork guy. Austin Lane is. He's he's a former NFL player. He started his MMA career about eight years ago. He's a big guy. He's powerful. He's athletic. He's been competing at the highest level of sports for his entire life for the most part. He's fast for his size. He's going to jump in, throw a bunch of strikes, and then jump back out. He can grapple. He's going to use his size, his athleticism. He's going to get you to the ground. In most cases, he seems to prefer to grapple. He doesn't really want to be banging on the feet. He is faster, stronger, more athletic than most of the heavyweight division. We only saw 29 seconds of the last fight. There's not a ton to go off. And that's what makes um, this fight, I I don't want to say tricky, but I'm just going to say say it's a little bit slippery. (laughs) No, I would not say that. Um anyway, I think uh I think Justin's gonna be patient. I think Justin's gonna land fewer total strikes, he'll get hit more than he hits, and then he'll find that big punch, he'll find the connection, he'll get it done. I think Austin's gonna struggle. If he thinks he's gonna take Justin down, I think he's gonna struggle with that. Those big wide legs, those mm. big th- hips. <laughs> I just, mm. Just, mm. Those snowing legs. Dude, and I have the headphones in, so like every disgusting mm. breath you like coming that in and out.
1: <laughs> Sit on the subwoofer, Angelo. <clears throat> okay,
0: okay. We all saw uh, private parts growing up. Anyway, I think Justin's gonna get it done. He was the pick last time. He's still gonna be the pick. This line has been yo-yoing. Open at minus two eleven. He was minus two fifty on Sunday. Now he's down to minus two hundred. For your reference, the last fight closed at minus two twenty-five. So,
1: what are We've you laughing got- at now? $4.99 from New York Rental. He says, Don't be mad because Why don't you're not you do beca- your breakdown.
0: Don't, Why don't be do mad. Be-
1: New York Rentals, $4.99 says, Don't be mad because both Taffa Bros ran a train on your boy Porter. Talking about Parker Porter. Got knocked out by both of them.
0: Go ahead. What was your pick in the fight? Let that digest just for a second here. I, I don't understand how I'm making fun of my personal friend for going out there and trying to I'm chase not Jesus I didn't say anything I just a, I a just funny I didn't do. know I if you wanted
1: it. to thank him for the donation that's what I was waiting for I didn't say anything I was waiting for you thank you for the donation New York rental that's a good
0: four ninety nine did you want to thank him I would rather send it back honestly go ahead break send down it back
1: the <laughs> his voice is breaking you're having like flashbacks getting knocked out uh, yeah I mean this is a heavyweight fight heavyweight fights. Usually people get knocked out. Justin Tafa knocks people out. I mean, when I watch Austin Lane, I, I we've broken down this fight before, so I don't want to you know, go too in depth. And it, it is what it is. When I watch him strike and I watch him, he, he he crashes in. That's the big thing to me. When he wants to lay on power, he will outside outside. But when he wants to lay on power, it's not from you know from the outside with long extended shots. He will footwork crash in because if he doesn't land the shot, he will turn that into a takedown attempt. We saw. <laughs> With, uh...
0: <laughs> others. Just with, say with, others. With PP. With others. PP. We
1: others. saw with, with PP that when you crash in, that's not a good situation. Tafa's going to have something ready for you. I think that's as simple as this is. Austin's eventually going to crash in, and Tafa's going to have the shot, man. So, I'm going Tafa here, but it's heavyweights. It is what it is.
0: I hope he wins. It'll be fun for in front of the home fans. I... I for entertainment purposes, I agree. I actually do have a little heavyweight parlay, just a half a unit, just because I, heavyweights are risky, but I do have a heavyweight parlay for me. That's not. we got a <laughs> seven a- seven ninety nine from Giddy Up. Justin Tafa Fat though. Thank you for the eight dollar super chat. And you know, the
1: uh <laughs> he said it was breathing heavy. Oh heavyweights.
0: Uh, geez, stop, dude! Like people are literally going to watch this for the first. It's a pay-per-view week. A lot of new eyes, and they're going to be like, "No, nope. Angelo,
1: please put your fat finger down." My
0: fat finger.
1: It's a quote from Heavyweights. It's it relates. Oh. Great movie. Okay.
0: Yeah. No. I I get it now. You, you know, know what I, what I got saying.
1: today? You're going to love this, and this is a nice break in the action. not nice done. Let's finish. Here. No, 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 wait, no right here. We're not done
0: with this yet. We're not done with this yet. White Castle chicken wings.
1: Chicken. Oh, frozen rings. Rings. Yeah. No, yeah. Wings. I said rings.
0: I said rings. You no, a, you said a a list, wings, but I have a list. I saw
1: those today, and I'm like, "Hell
0: yeah!" <laughs> I'm gonna eat the whole bag here in about half hour. I'm gonna get you pregnant. Anyway, what? nine thousand—that's what people say to uh, delicious foods. Now, is that a me thing? Nobody's ever threatened to get a, a shamrock shake pregnant before. No. All right. Justin Taffa, $9,000 in DraftKings. He probably, probably is going to be worth that money. I will, you know, these are heavyweights. Anything can happen. We watched Justin Taffa get smoked by Jared Vandera with just (laughs) footwork. Austin Lane is way more athletic and faster than Jared Vandera. I don't think he has Jared's chin, though. I think that is the difference. But if he can dance around the same way that Jared did, then then Austin Lane runs away with this fight. All Jared Vandera did to beat Justin Taffet was stay on the outside and just chip away. Just dance around, chip away. And he won that fight, no problem. Anyway, com. It's only $10 a month. You unlock everything you have ever needed to make money watching fights, to have fun watching fights, to have the tools, the insight, the information at your fingertips. You can even link your Discord to get instant alerts to your phone when we place bets, when we make picks. All the things, we com. Click Become a member. What are you laughing at?
1: Dylan says, see more butts, which is from uh, which from heavyweights. <laughs> what, did they do a roll call or something? He's like, where is see more butts? And then the, the big dude's like, nobody's seen more butts than you. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, shit. Yeah, good times.
0: Next up at UFC 293, we have the featured fight of the evening. We have Manel Cop taking on Felipe Dos Santos. Manel Cop, 18-6 overall. 3-2 in his last five. He is riding a three-fight win streak. He's taking on Felipe Dos Santos, 7-0. 7-0 overall. He's 4-0 in his last five. And that was after a handful of canceled contender series fights. This is his UFC debut. It's a tough debut because Manel Kopp is a fast and explosive striker. He's got no issues chasing knockouts. He is a southpaw. He's got good pressure. He's going to bounce in and out of range really, really well. He's a decent wrestler as well when he needs to be, and he closes distance when he wants to. He's very fun to watch, but at times, he's having a little too much fun playing some games out there, making maybe not the best decisions, but he is coming off that win over David Dvorak, where even though he was taken down twice... He landed more strikes and had a knockdown. Taking on Felipe Dos Santos. Just all I need to see is the haircut and the country, and I know exactly how this guy fights. He's a shooter box fighter. He looks the part with the hair, and he fights the part. He fights exactly like a shooter box fighter. He's aggressive. He's dangerous. He's good everywhere. He's going to come forward. But like most shooter box fighters, he's also very hittable. He likes the pressure. He's going to throw everything, but he can be hit. And that leaves him open for counters. It leaves him open for takedowns. He is capable on the ground. He does have takedowns, but they're not great. And, uh, you know, he he does slow down as fights go on. He's going to take chances. They don't always work out for him. Felipe's obviously a dangerous guy. He has a very clear path to victory. Just stay in Manel's face, get super dangerous, get a couple of takedowns and work from there. But cop should be able to control the range, the pace, and be the far more technical striker. Felipe's forward pressure is probably going to work against him. He's going to get lit up, so I like Manel Cop here. I love him, and um, even minus 370 feels pretty good for somebody like him. What do you think, Jakey? B-b-boy.
1: Yeah, I kind of feel bad because I've been the one kind of pumping the the shooter box people, and they've really kind of let us down <laughs> lately. Typical. <laughs> They're too t- t- yeah, typically they are. I mean, very very high level people, and I think that Felipe is a. Ve- I mean, he's really really good. When I'm watching him, I mean, he's only 22 years old, and he fights like a 22 year old. I mean, he is aggressive. He is nonstop. If you watch his last fight in the LFA, the first two and a half minutes of that fight. If you could pause it at two thirty, and some, and you would have placed a bet on whether this fight goes the distance, I would have put a hundred grand that that fight was not going to go the distance. But they did that shit for fucking three rounds. That pace was incredible. His takedowns were great. His striking is good, but unfortunately, against a guy like Manel Cop. That just plays so well into what Manel does because Manel, Manel has gotten in trouble before when people don't aren't active enough in the fights because he will play that game. He will play the "I'm waiting to counter." If they're not going to throw strikes, we'll just draw this out and I'll hope to win a decision. He's lost fights because of that, but against a guy like Felipe, this should be a great matchup for Manel Cop. And let me preface this as well: I don't know if I have ever picked a Manel Cop fight right for whatever yeah. reason. Every time I pick him, he loses. Every time I pick against him, where I pick against him a lot, obviously because he's got a lot of wins, uh, he, he wins. I, I have not been completely sold on this guy because of all the antic stuff. Even the embedded today, he's... I almost like fell because I thought my desk was going to be right there and I missed my <laughs> desk. Um, even today on the embedded, he's whipping I the... Fe- he's whipping the... I'm just fucking blood everywhere. <laughs> uh, he's whipping the Ferrari fake, fake around. Fake teeth, rip right through those... Uh, Stupid. One. Yeah, lips. Um, he's whipping the Rari around Australia and stuff. I, I just, he just seems so full of himself. But he keeps winning, and I think this is a good matchup for him. I don't think he should have any issues. There could be moments where it's like, okay, Felipe's all in his face, but Manel's a, he's he's good. He, he's experienced. He should be able to kind of weather that early storm of the young kid and and find that counter shot or maybe find something weird on the ground too. He's he knows what he's doing on the ground. So I am going Manel cop here, but I fully. I like Felipe, man. I always, I like those shoot-the-box guys. They're always fun to watch, you know?
0: Yeah. It's just crazy that an entire gym fights the exact same way and has been for 20 years. I mean, it all started with Vanderlei Silva, and they all fight the exact same way. Like, there's not much to change. Vanderlei was the most violent of them all. So that you know,
1: yeah. The, stri- the striking is like because you a lot of people come out of a lot of camps and they're all in the same camp. But it, it would be like, could you imagine if everyone that came out of ATT strikes the same? No, they're all they're yeah. all different. Or Kill Cliff yeah. or whatever. It literally is carbon fucking copies. It's
0: wild. It's, it, it, it is crazy. Everybody does the exact same thing. But um, so we're both on the Manel Cop side. I do think I will spend the ninety three hours <laughs> of all the expense. I can't see the comments yet, so I don't know what I'm waiting. <laughs> what's what's waiting for me. But of all the expensive $9,000-plus fighters on the card, I trust Manel the most. He has the lowest level of competition compared to the highest level of, you know, he's a very good high-level fighter, and he's fighting a UFC debut with only seven fights and only 23 years old. So I think think that gap is perfect for a line like this. I'm going to spend that money. Are you going to spend that money in DraftKings? Someone (laughs) said... (laughs) <laughs> no, don't just let me just do this said, and then we can look at it. Someone comments.
1: said Angelo's shaped like Humpty Dumpty, and then someone said it's Eggalo. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Uh, and at, that,
0: at DraftKings, what's your.
1: <laughs> um, I might take Manel. I'm, I'm undecided, man, because it feels like he should be able to finish this kid. I know he's tough, but Manel is a pretty powerful dude, man, when he lands. So he might be able to find a finish, and that could be worth it.
0: Where is this Humpty Dumpty comment?
1: <laughs> uh, we got some donations too. Aren't we? I yeah, know. no, There's I'm going to sp- get
0: to them. Hold on. My Pin neighbor. I pinned the comment to the screenshot it. My neighbor's like, oh, that must be cool. You do whatever. I was like, nah, it's not fucking cool. <laughs> it's me. not fun. <laughs> I,
1: have, I have a lot of fun. Anytime I'm streaming, anytime on this, I have a lot of fun. But very stressful for Angelo. That's for sure.
0: <laughs> Let me take another screenshot of my misery. Okay. Oh,
1: nice little that's that's misery my, face. That's, a, that be, my... that's an Oscar winner right there. Somebody go back and look at his fucking misery face on that one.
0: Because <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm trying to look at the side of my eye and, and <laughs> blue steel
1: get that imdb page ready <laughs>
0: i'm ready well i mean i've been in several several hollywood productions not you i was in the movie sleepers i was in uh the connor documentary we are together are in an upcoming movie we are actually comes
1: out soon. i think it's uh october
0: I think so as well.
1: I was Guys, t- wewantpicks.com. I've been telling com. everyone about it.
0: Guys, we wewantpicks.com. It's only $10 a month. Click become a member at the top. You'll unlock everything you've ever needed to have some fun, make some money, watching these fights. <laughs> it's also not just me and Jacob. You're going to get three other analysts. You're going to get the pick doctor, an AI pick fights. You're going to get the um, Artem MMA guy. Yeah, you're, you're gonna, gonna get. Ar- I don't know why I said the. You're gonna get Artem. <laughs> Artem's breaking down. You're gonna get the mullet, baby. UFC. and you're gonna get Running Mouth. They're the newest addition to this crew. There's three of them in Running Mouth. So human being wise, you have me, Jacob, Pick.
1: There's three, three of
0: anybody. them. They're, they have a producer. They're, they're far fancier than we are. They Holy shit! Oh my it, god! It is quite. Someone the, said, yeah, "Are both it's... y'all married?" Yeah. What's <laughs> 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 so funny? Uh, i don 't know the last time you even talked to a girl in real life, but yeah you're married
1: um, i got some Tell us, uh, what was, what was some videos you... I could show you from uh from last night angel i'd love to you. see them
0: i'd love to see them no I the you. only thing you sent me that could be uh
1: i have a receipt right now i would love we 'd love to see it that is um very We'd love telling. To see it. Very We'd love telling. To
0: see. Go ahead and share the receipt.
1: Very telling. Share the receipt. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, no, this would this would not. This would eliminate all doubt.
0: <laughs> if well, I, it's uh, 2023, there's always doubt. Uh, but
1: I hear. Uh, you. well, are you going to yeah, share the
0: receipt, or are you just going to pretend you got laid once? What's happening here?
1: Uh, not everyone in this world likes to P- fucking tell.
0: Or it didn't happen. Anyway, we got $5 super chat from Siggy. Siggy or Kiggy. Let's say Siggy. Anyway, you guys could do a one and a half minute BJJ match for the fight day vlog. Siggy, it is your lucky day. <laughs> Angelo couldn't last a minute. It's your lucky day. Jacob and I are fist fighting on, what is it, February 9th? Was that the what? date we established? Oh there's receipts and the the OGs what? here will know what you agreed to. Like a and Then fight? we have a another $2 super chat saying <laughs> saying it what says that Manel's says
1: dick is way bigger. Why am I reading that? You couldn't that? Even read that?
0: I am not trying I'm not no, I'm not trying to let that come out of my mouth. I, I don't know $2 those $2 Brazilians,
1: chat. man. From what I've seen, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so show the receipt. From what, yeah, the from what I've, I've seen, those Show Brazilians got going on, man. They,
0: they could compete with anyone. All right. And now I'm seeing a whole bunch of egg emojis. I'm so glad how that happened. I'm so glad.
1: Angelo <laughs> by rear naked egg.
0: <laughs> Next up, at UFC 293, we have another heavyweight fight. We have... Two heavyweights on the main card of a pay per view with a one and a half round line where the under is juiced, which means this pay per view is going to end in like an hour and 35 minutes. I'm not happy about it, honestly, but. Less cuddling these, time for us. These fights should be fun. Tai Tuivasa taking on Alexander Volkov. Tai Tuivasa, 15 and 5 overall, 3 and 2 in his last five, riding a two fight skid, taking on Alexander Volkov, 36 and 10 overall. Three and two in his last five. He's riding a two-fight stoppage streak. Alexander Volkov fighting his finding his power later in his career. Ty Tuivasa, we all love this guy. He has to be on an Australia card. He's got to be on a main card. This guy is nothing but entertainment, and he is exactly how you want. A heavyweight to fight. He's a heavy-handed striker. He has good volume. He's got good kicks. He's always been fast and powerful for his size, and now he's also sharp, and he's he's knowing when to stay composed and when to really commit to what he's got going on. Tuivasa's got fantastic leg kicks, a piercing jab, and a big overhand. His takedown defense is just okay, right? He fights similar to Justin Taffa, just more athletic, but... <laughs> What is what are you laughing at the comments shut up
1: yeah but i giggled and i saw you look at me and then you're like what the fuck is he laughing at <laughs> someone said angel just yap 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 yep."
0: <laughs> anyway i'm just i'm just blocking everybody fuck they're getting blocked to ivasa Hits hard, has good footwork, has leg kicks, knows when to pour on a pace, knows when to bring it back. I wish he had better takedown defense, though it is only at 52%. He has been taken down by most people who have tried. His chin has always been his biggest asset. We're starting to see that fade a little bit, right? We saw it, we saw it crack a few times, but he would still win those fights. Uh, the gone fight, the kick is what did it, right? It wasn't a, he didn't just take a punch to the head, whatever, but. He did get rocked a few times headwise in that fight. And then finally, we just saw Sergei Pavlovich put him out. So that is the problem with these chins. They're legendary chins, but once they start to fade a little bit, it's hard to know if they're going to come back. Taking on Alexander Volkov. This guy's a top 10 heavyweight. He's been a top 10 heavyweight for a very, very long time. Good striker. High fight IQ. He's fast. He has volume. He picks his shots really well. And he's going to adapt in fights. He's not a huge power guy. But he has been finding power later in his fights. He's durable for the most part. He's fought literally the best in the entire division for a few years now. He's coming off that win over Alexander Romanov. or Alexander was a straight up bum in that fight. We all love Ty. We're all going to be rooting for Ty. We all want to see a Shuey. Shuey was one of the dog names I recommended to Tiffany. It's an Australian Labradoodle. So I thought it fit. Shuey made sense. She wanted nothing to do with it. I think Tai Tuivasa could have success. Anybody that hits as hard as he does can. But I think Alexander Volkov is literally the better fighter everywhere. He's the better striker. He's got better footwork. He's got more tools. Better he's better everywhere except straight up raw power. We've seen Volkov dominate a fight, then get knocked out late. I just don't think it's gonna happen again. Volkov is the pick and I'm actually pretty confident in him here. What do you think, Jakey Boy?
1: Yeah, I, the one thing I feel like I'm pretty confident in and I'll say this and it won't happen, but I feel confident in the fact that this is going to be over quickly. I think there's going to be a car crash early. Taito Ivasa came in uh, against Gon and realized that he can't hang with high-level long-rangey strikers, right? And I know he he dropped Gon, he was able to land a shot, but that was because he finally was kind of crashed in and he landed a shot, he he dropped Gon, but everything at distance, he was just getting beat up with those front kicks with those body kicks guess who also is really good at those front teeth kicks, at at those front front deep kicks and at body kicks and switching to head kicks volkov so tyto ivasa is going to come in i would think and be like listen i can't stay a distance with this guy i just got to make something happen he's in front of the home fans he's going to want to make a statement he feels in my mind that his best chance is going to get in there start a car crash and just hope his chin holds up and he can land that big shot. And you saw Jarzinho kind of do that versus Volkov. Jarzinho kind of initiated a car crash and Volkov stayed in the pocket. Now he ate he ate a shot. And he was able to land a good shot on Jarzinho, on but Volkov won't completely disengaged. Like, gone, if you get in his face, he's going to disengage his footwork. Volkov will stay in the pocket. So I think Ty, knowing in front of the whole fans, I can't stay at distance, guys, going to initiate a car crash, and somebody is going to get knocked out. The other big question mark here is Ty tui his last two camps. He went to Dubai to do his last two camps. Completely isolated himself from friends, from family, to really focus didn't really work out. So he's back in Australia <laughs> in front with, with his old coaches, with everything, with everyone around him, his friends, his family. So we might see a reignited to Tuivasa, and I would love to see it. My pick is going to be Volkov because Angelo mentioned he is the better fighter in this matchup, and Ty's chin just hasn't held up lately. But I'm going to be rooting for Bam Bam. I think we're all going to be rooting for Bam Bam. He grew the hair out. He's looking good with a nice head of lettuce. You know, I, I think that Volkov is going to be too much for him. I'm going to be rooting for Ty. But I think something happens uh, quick, fast, in a hurry either way. And that's where my money went. But uh, I'm going Volkov, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, I'm actually going to be interested to see. If you guys haven't voted, Jacob does a lock of the week. He pits an underdog every single week. And you guys, can out tomorrow. you guys can vote for who your underdog is. Um, your favorite underdog on the card is. I'm curious to see the voting. I think a lot of people are going to pick Ty. Every time Ty's an underdog, he gets, like, so much insane love. Him and Kaikara France. He's tough. I mean, he, he, he's one of those guys that he's
1: going to fight for your money. I mean, even if he gets hurt, he's going to fucking bite down. And he's going to fight for your money. So it's not, it's not bad. Yeah. I get it.
0: Well, and and him, Ty Tuivasa and Kaikara France, wildly different fighters, all that stuff. But they always seem to get the same love. When they're underdogs, everybody's like, they can do it. And I get it. And I love Tai Tuivasa. I think there's going to be a lot of – I'm curious to see what happens with this betting line. I wonder if people are going to see that value, see it's him and start the public will start to tighten it, or if it's going to continue to, to slowly spread out there. But
1: You know what my favorite Jake. thing about um, about Ty is? And I'm pretty sure this is his quote. Uh, I don't mean to misquote him if it wasn't. But he was talking about the, the Sergei fight. And I think he said something like, the first time he hit me, I realized I was fucked <laughs> like that. His quote was like, he was just being honest about it. Like, yeah, he hit me once. Yeah. So I was like, Oh fuck. Like this, is yeah. Like this, <laughs> this shit's like fucking different. That dude hits yeah. hard, man.
0: No, I mean, uh, I'll be rooting for Ty. I do have that, uh, that small heavyweight parlay. I got Justin Taffa and Alexander Volkov. I think they both, you know, I mean, heavyweight fights are always a pain in the ass. Shouldn't bet them, but I do think they both win these fights and I'm, I'm, fairly confident. I think the odds are probably correct on them. So I slapped them together. I think it's plus money, I believe. Um is it plus money? Let's see. Mm-hmm. I don't have it in front of me, the odds, but I think it's plus money. Um, but certainly Titus can put them out. And frankly, for the entertainment value, the pay-per-view, all of that, that could be worth it. Just losing that 50 bucks. A unit for me is hundred. So I'd lose 50 bucks. But like watching Australia go bananas for Ty Tuivasa, could be fantastic.
1: I'm looking so. forward to see what he, uh, what song he comes out to. He's always got great, great fucking songs.
0: Oh, he's great got phenomenal songs. energy, too. I wish they would have given him a win, right? I wish they would have been like, here's a guy you can beat. Just beat him up. Get your swagger back. Be that guy again, because Ty Tuivasa I think he still f-
1: wants to be a, a top guy, and if you want to... I don't know if there's anyone left for him to... in that division for him to really...
0: Dontell Mays, Give him Dontell Mays.
1: That's a pretty far step down.
0: It's a, it's maybe, but not really. Like, he just got beat twice, stopped twice. Like, give him a, you know, a, a Dante May is a hard hitting heavyweight that could kind of make something happen. We'll see, we'll see, uh, we'll see what goes on there. Um, they should just get, they should
1: give him Jolton. He'll just fucking smoke Jolton. Curtis Blades can smoke Jolton. Yeah, really, so don't worry about that. Ty's ranked yeah. sixth. He's not going to fight any of those top guys. Volkov's right behind him, and then you got Spivak, who's who just fought Almeida's book. Derek Lewis, he already fought Tybora.
0: Tybora's not a bad.
1: But then that's uh, pretty far down for him to fight. That's eleven.
0: But what's he supposed to do? He fought everybody in front of him already. This is a step down too.
1: Yeah, but this is a anyway, good fight. I mean, this this fight makes sense for the division six and seven or seven and eight or yeah six and seven going at it.
0: No, no, it does. I I get for the division. I don't. Know I know what you're. I, I know mean, what you're saying in
1: front of the home fans, give them a more favorable matchup. That's usually what they do for the people. But
0: anyway, seventy four hundred dollars in DraftKings. If you're on that tie to Ivasa side, I mean, boy, is he going to be worth it? Because he'll probably win by stoppage, and that's really the only way he's going to win. Uh, but I am on the Volkov side. Eighty eight hundred dollars is quite expensive, but Volkov. <laughs> has found his power lately. Volkov has been putting out bigger dudes, strikers, heavy guys. Uh, Romanov, I'm not going to, you know, whatever, but, you know, Volkov just knocked out Rosenstruck before that. That's a big heavyweight striker. And all of a sudden Alexander Volkov is the power guy. So, We could see that here, especially with the cracks in ties chin. I may spend that $8,800 on Volkov. I'll have to dig a little deeper, see how he scored in the past and some other fights. But uh, definitely on the Volkov side here. If you want to see a detailed breakdown of all of these fights, you can get that at Premium Membership, all the raw notes. If you want to see specific breakdowns for who you should put in your DraftKings Fantasy lineups, that's in premium membership available to you. If you wanna to see tools and data and analytics to make your own picks, that's there. If you wanna see our bets, so you can just see what you like, grab a few, that's there as well. Everything that I have mentioned and everything that I have not is available right now at wewantpicks.com. Just click become a member. It's only $10 a month and you will unlock all of it. $5 Super Chat from New York Rental, give them Parker Porter. That's
1: kind of a- That would be a very favorable matchup.
0: <laughs> disagree. Let's move on. Next up at UFC 293, we have the main event of the evening. We have Israel Adesanya taking on Sean Strickland. And if you remember, this fight came about because Izzy was trying to bully Dreykus into this fight. And Dreykus is like, I just fought. I've got a couple of random small injuries. This is a title fight. I don't want to do a quick turnaround because this is too important of a fight to do that. So Drinkus is not taking this fight. And then we got Sean Strickland stepping in to fight Israel Adesanya. This is not a short notice fight, Sean had a full camp. Um, but it, it feels it feels like a short notice fight, right? It doesn't feel like Sean Strickland is the number one contender or the number two contender. But once you start looking at these middleweight rankings, see who Izzy's beaten, see who Izzy has just recently fought, who see who has recently fought, Sean Strickland is actually the only guy other than Dricus that makes any sense. We just watched Roman Dolidze, who might have been the guy. He just lost to Marvin who Izzy beat twice. Robert Whitaker just lost. Like, there's it's kind of a weird division. So we got Sean Strickland, twenty-seven and five overall, three and two in his last. What five. about writing, um,
1: you know, I, I, you know, part of my interruption here.
0: Uh, Ryan Hall, say some dumb shit. And that's exactly where you were going. Munoz, Sean uh, Strickland riding two, a two-fight win streak into this title shot. Israel Adesanya, 24 and two overall, four and one in his last five, coming off that title win over Alex Pereira. We don't need to spend a ton of time telling you who Israel Adesanya is. He's accomplished everything he could accomplish at middleweight. He did lose his belt to Alex Pereira. He was winning most of that fight, got stopped in the fifth round. They did a immediate rematch, a rubber match. He came back. He lost the first round. Got the knockout in the second round. You know, it, that whole thing skeeves me a little bit. The whole I was playing they, possum. They, yeah, the, I, I, his the narrative after the fact. And I listen. Do you know he not, said
1: that immediately to his coach in the octagon? I don't know if you know that part.
0: Said what? I, I was playing possum.
1: Literally right after the knockout, when the coaches are over the cage, he said, "I was playing
0: possum. I was playing possum." Do you believe it? I and mean, I'm not a, like a technical. It looked like tracker, I mean, it obviously. looked like his
1: legs were fucked. And I, I it was it, like, and yeah. that was like a last ditch effort of like, here we yeah. go, like it's I'm, I'm going down swinging, and he fucking landed it.
0: And good for him. Yeah, and right. he he beat the boogeyman. Alex Bejeda has beaten Israel Adesanya up until that point three times in combat sports. Beat him three times, two by stoppage, and is he? Showed up, got the win, and then Izzy also said, "I'm done. I'm done. I don't, we're, we're never, we don't need to do this again." The guy's one in three. You know, we're done. We don't need. No, nope, I'm done. But anyway, the reality is, you know, I'm, I'm making fun of that whole situation with Alex Bejeda, but Israel Adesanya is a high-level striker who has perfect little tiny movements to avoid your strike and send something back. He does have power. He is incredibly technical. He is very well timed. And the only time he's looked like a human being was when he was. Just big boyed by Jan Blachowicz when he went up in weight. And then when Alex Bejeda also big boyed him, basically, with power. He's taking on Sean Strickland. Sean Strickland is the opposite of Israel Adesanya. Israel Adesanya's got tiny little slight movements in and out to avoid getting hit. Sean Strickland just keeps walking forward. He will throw as many punches as he can. He'll absorb a whole bunch at the same time. Nothing fancy. The only time we've really seen him wrestle in the last couple of years was when he fought Uriah Hall. He did work in a bunch of takedowns there. Uh, It's almost as if he was afraid to strike. He He did the smart thing. He worked in the takedowns, won that fight. That is what he should do here. I don't expect him to do it here. Maybe, maybe he'll be wise enough to say, this is a title fight. This will literally change my entire life. I don't care if I'm boring for 25 minutes but I don't think he will. He didn't do it against Bejeda and that cost him badly. I don't think he'll do it here. So then we have a striking match between the best striker in the division and uh, a, a decent striker with a lot of volume, but I, I'm, he's not a brawler. He's just volume. If he was a brawler and made it ugly, maybe. Like but he's Chepe, Maybe. So anyway, we got technical. Israel Adesanya is going to out technical. Sean Strickland. Minus 650 is a bit surprising. I actually think he should be like minus 800. Or something wider than that. I mean, Sean Schlichten has volume. And I don't think that's going to be an issue for somebody as technically sound. As Israel sounded that's my rant. What do you think? <clears throat>
1: the lock of <laughs> the week for UFC 293 is Izzy Adesanya in this matchup. Uh, But I will say, there is instances where he could lose his fight. But I'm telling you right now, obviously, Izzy's the better fighter. He's a better striker. People are going to mention the the wrestling of Sean Strike. Oh, he's a black belt. He can wrestle if he would have wrestled Alex. He could have won that fight. I'm not worried about the wrestling of of Sean, because the way that he stands, there is no way that he can shoot takedowns from that stance without being telegraphed. And Izzy has decent takedown defense already. But he, I mean, he just stands straight up and down when he is striking. And to level change from that position, I just don't see it. So, Let's take the wrestling out of it. It's going to be a striking match. What I worry about in this fight is as follows. If Izzy comes in and is like, I'm the better fighter. I can outpoint this guy. I'm just going to outpoint him. Stay out of danger. Worry about the DDP fight. I want a quick turnaround. By the way. Hats off to Izzy for being so active, man. This dude literally fights yeah. him every three months. He is what you want in a champion. The guy is always active. He's already lapping the vision twice already, and he's still he's fucking 34 years old. It's crazy how active this guy is. But in staying active, to stay active, you got to stay safe. And if he comes in this fight, and let's say the first round, he does his thing. He's just pointing. He's pointing. But... Sean is the one moving forward. He's going to be the one moving forward. He might land the more volume. All of a sudden, Sean has won this first round. Now, Izzy has to win three of the next four rounds. And we've seen Sean Strickland before just kind of go balls out with crazy volume, with crazy pace. I don't think he's going to overwhelm Izzy. I don't think he's going to land shots to hurt Izzy. I don't think he's going to wear down Izzy. But the optics of the judges, if they see people moving forward and moving forward and the other person backing up and backing up and backing up, these rounds could turn close, man. And if you already gave up the first round and then all of a sudden Sean Strickland is who he is in the fourth round, in the fifth round, he's stealing these late rounds just by being the guy that is just moving forward and moving forward. I fully expect he is the better fighter. He should even control those exchanges. I'm not worried about him even losing those exchanges. But there is a world... With weird judges, even in front of the Australian fans, they see the guy moving forward to where he's sneaking out rounds. If I'm Izzy, I'm putting this guy away, man. I'm making a statement. Sean is a hittable guy. He can get knocked out. Izzy is good enough to knock this guy out. He shouldn't have to worry about power coming back. If you're Izzy, I want to finish this fight in in the first two rounds. Let's make a statement against a hittable guy. This shouldn't be a close fight, but this weirdly could turn into a weird fight if Izzy... Just tries to point for five rounds, but Izzy's to play. He's he's way better. He should be able to dominate. I just there is just do you worry about that at all? If like just I mean, yeah. Sean
0: is just relentless. He's just relentless. Yeah. He's not he's not a guy you're gonna hit twice and be done with. Obviously that's what that's what Alex did. <laughs> he literally hit him <laughs> twice, just with a left token <laughs> and a right hand. <laughs> that's what Alex behavior did, but that's not that's not uh Common, it shouldn't be. I yeah. guess, right? Yeah, it should. So, uh, outside of Alex Behead, I don't know. But if, I think Izzy can do that.
1: But, yeah, I, I know what you're saying.
0: I don't think Izzy can do it the way Alex did. Alex just came in. Boom, boom. I think Izzy needs to catch him. I think Izzy will catch Sean over committing to something sure. and blast him. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, Like, yeah. I think Izzy's is more speed. He's got to walk into it. Just, like, Sean
1: was just yeah. standing there and got knocked out. He's got to have <laughs> yeah, Sean kind of walk walk into yeah. it a
0: little bit. And, and frankly, Sean may have learned... He... He's at a good gym. He's around a lot of smart people. He's a lot smarter than he pretends to be. You know, uh Chris Curtis his best friend is a very like intelligent, smart, well-thought-out he's like out person. He's basically his coach.
1: Obviously I know they have Eric there yeah. too, but um he he walks Sean through a lot of a lot of different stuff. He's a smart dude. No,
0: and, and Chris Curtis is like a a well-thought-out person. Like he you know, he he's very purposeful about what he's doing and why he's doing it. So if they're like, listen, I get it, Sean. You have this internet persona, you have this personality. You're 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 starting to get some stardom here in the last couple of years because you just say whatever you want. That's all well and good, but this is a title fight, and you do what you need to do to win. I don't care how boring. I you do what you need to do to win. Yeah, Go even, out it could there. just
1: be it could be just clinch and hold against the cage and make the rounds close and let's see let's see what we be get. If we home. get the. Yeah. yeah, be Holly home. Be That's a, a good boring point. ass, yeah.
0: hold you against the kid. It's a title fight. He'll never get this. Chance. He didn't deserve this chance, not to be. He-, he didn't really earn this chance. He may never get it again. If he wins this belt, it's immediately a rematch with pay per view literally changes his entire life and the trajectory of his career, even if he loses it in the rematch. So I think Sean Schlickin should go out there, be boring as hell. I just don't think he will. So that's why I'm, I think Izzy is absolutely as close to a lock as you're going to get. Sean Shicklin has shown us he's not going to do those, make those decisions. He's not going to sacrifice who he wants to be, you know, for something that makes sense.
1: Right. and And one thing I will notice that I do like about their camp is their camp is talking about Izzy, much like Sean was about Aljo. There wasn't a lot of trying to disparage Aljo from the Sean camp. They understood the challenge that was ahead. Right, they they weren't taking yeah. anything lightly. They understood, hey, this is gonna be this is gonna be fucking tough, and we might not come out on top. And you're seeing the same thing come out from not so much from Sean, obviously, but but yeah. at least from his from his camp, from Eric. They're like, listen, this is the best middleweight ev- m- m- maybe ever, and definitely the best striker. We do have a challenge ahead of us, but we're gonna try to put together a game plan, and we're gonna go out there and we'll see what happens. You know, so I do yeah. kind of like that. Where there's not too much bravado, like oh, I'm just going to smoke this. Obviously, Sean yeah. said stuff like that, but I think at their core, they understand the task at hand, which is good.
0: Yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, he's he's surrounded by smart people, and obviously, he's not, you know, he's doing what he needs to do for some for some fame and some laughs and some likes. So, uh, I'm on the Izzy side. I, I just at the end of the day, there's just too wide of a talent gap, and we're also talking like. You know, it's just so easy to take Izzy down. No, if if Sean Strickland wants to wrestle, he'll get it. It's not that easy. Like you know, it's not. He's the, gonna it's have it's to not
1: like, just He's yeah. gonna have to muscle him. I don't think he's gonna do it with technique. He's gonna just no. out, have to out physical him. Because that's what no, I mean. It, all those, if you listen to all the city kickboxing people, they're they're like, listen, that's all anyone ever is gonna try to do to us. We're we're some of the down. best yeah. strikers in the UFC. So that's all they work on. They're not they're not stupid, you know.
0: Yeah. No, I know. And that's, I didn't want to imply, oh, if Sean, I just meant like best effort. His best effort is not to go out here and slug it out. His best effort, his best chance is to try to be the grappler. I don't think it's going to matter. We're both on the Izzy side, but I will say $9,700 for Israel Adesana and DraftKings Fantasy is a no-go for me. That guy scores no points whatsoever. I don't think he's going to finish Sean Strickland. Uh, There's going to be no grappling, no takedowns, no control time. So we're just relying on Significant strikes and maybe a finish. He might only score ninety points. Even with a finish, he might only score ninety points. And I'm not spending ninety seven hundred dollars on a fighter to score ninety points. So I just don't see I that being he, worth it for DraftKings.
1: I, I hope you I think he I think he makes a statement. I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting caught so. up. You know, cause I and somebody made a good point about Discord. It's like don't It's that's recency bias because every how many times have we said oh Izzy's gonna and Izzy's even said it like oh I'm gonna do this or I'm gonna do that or what and then he just turns into like Marvin Vittori is very similar to Sean Strickland not a super dangerous guy just 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 a yeah just a just a tough dude that's gonna move forward Izzy should have finished that guy didn't finish him Sean Strickland might be the same way but I I I just have this feeling that he's gonna kind of tee off Sean
0: and make a statement because everyone
1: knows DDP's watching and waiting and he wants to yeah.
0: as a fan, the best thing that could happen here is Israel Adesanya smokes Sean Strickland, and then him versus Drakus gets the full. I'm glad Drakus turned it down, not because right, he's yeah. hurt and all this. We needed more time. Why would you rush that fight? That is right. the only. Yeah, Izzy was fight literally anybody too anybody active cares about. for that yeah. fight. He was
1: like, well, he's beat, now he's like too active. Yeah, because even this yeah. fight hasn't really been, and they have real beef. Sean and uh, yeah. Izzy. And it's kind of been it's just kind of and they've had for here.
0: And they've had for a while. Yeah, right, they've had yeah. that be for a while. So uh, best case scenario for us as fans is Izzy, smoke Sean Strickland, and then we get a good six, seven-month buildup to Dreykus Duplassi versus Israel Asanya. And do it somewhere massive. Don't do it in Vegas. Do it like Cowboy Stadium or, like, you know, just a giant— well, against huge Trinkus. venue, international. Izzy venue. wants to do it in Africa, South Africa. Yeah,
1: he said he wants to do it in South. Africa. He said, "I'll I'll beat him in front of his home country. I don't give a fuck." Yeah, yeah. No, Izzy so is bad when it comes to, when it comes to that type of stuff. I know Izzy gets a lot of shit for free, for being. Effeminate and all this anime stuff, and he jerks off his dog and this and that. But he's not a bitch, you know. Not to, not to, No pun intended. He's not a bitch. I mean, even even yeah. if this turns into a brawl, it's not like Sean's going to overwhelm. Izzy will bite down, and he's not going to go out like a you know like a like a bitch. Like you saw that in Gaslam fight. I mean, he will go to war if it's time to go to war. So
0: yeah. No, and then I think oh yeah, the Gaslin fight's a great example. So uh, it'll be interesting. We'll we'll see what happens with this card. I will say there's a lot of people in the comment section in the live chat right now talking. You're underestimating Sean Schlichtman. Strickland. Sean Schlicklin's gonna win this fight. I, I'm gonna get a bet openly fight. I'm gonna throw the bet openly link in the Discord. So I'm gonna bet on Israel Adesanya at these odds. Actually, better the worst better than these odds. You can take the other side. What Bet Openly does is it allows you to bet other people. Meaning, I'll throw $650 on Izzy to get $100 back if he wins. If you throw money on Sean Strickland, on the other side of my bet, you can take it $10 at a time, $100, whatever you want to do. You will take my actual money. My actual money you'll be taking. Not casino money, not my actual real money because... All the people insisting Sean's going to win. There's always one underdog every week that everybody pretends that they're behind and and then this way something happens. Oh, I said I'm a genius. I said that man is Sean Strickland this week. It's not going to happen. Everybody just wants their opportunity to be the genius. I'm not going to give you that opportunity. I'm going to call you out. I'm going to give you the link. Join the Discord. Discord's free. Grab the link in there. Guys, let me give you 50 bucks. We push premium a lot, but let me remind you anybody premium member or otherwise we do two hundred and eighty thousand unique views a month on this channel any one of you all of those eyes can go to wewantpicks.com bets whether you love us hate us all the things use our link on that page to sign up with a sports book partner and we will send you 50 dollars as a thank you it's affiliate marketing they're gonna pay me and i'm gonna break off a piece of that i'm gonna give it right back to you because the reality is if I'm making money, you should make some money. And if you're going to make some money, then I'm going to make some money. So it's all going to work out really, really well for everybody. We want picks.com slash bets. Use the link, sign up, make a deposit. I will send you $50 guys. Use that. Pager's a, a, oh, a favorite now. What?
1: Oh, is a favorite now. It keeps, it it keeps yo-yoing.
0: Yeah, it keeps yo-yoing. Do
1: you, you know yo-yoing. how to yo-yo? yo yo did you yo-yo as a kid?
0: I did, but not like uh, I fancy, did like the, like,
1: oh, I did the professional stuff, like to walk the dog and you the fucking like you would. all this stuff, and I was, like uh, you, I, you could throw it at people.
0: <laughs> Psych. <laughs> I'm a nerd. You can become a premium member at wewantpicks.com. Just click become a member at the top. It's only $10 a month. You are going to get everything you can imagine, including courses. Go to more on the menu, click courses. The very first course we have is a DraftKings Beginner's Guide. the the, The biggest theme we get every week, asking questions or like the most consistent question we get week in and week out are, what is DraftKings fantasy? How do I play that? How do I do that? Well, this guide is gonna walk you through that. It's a full course with different individual lessons. You're gonna get the line movement tracker. You're gonna get detailed data metrics and analytics. You're going to get more than just me and handsome Jake. You're gonna get, Running Mouth MMA, they're the newest addition. You're going to get Artem. You're going to get the Pick Doctor. Everybody has their own unique style. Artem's breaking down non-UFC stuff. Pick Doctor is an AI engine picking fights. These guys are a ton of fun. There's three of them. They all have their own betting style and their own different insight. Do all the things. Use the promo code for who sent you. We want Picks.com $10 a month. Jakey boy, you got any last words for the people?
1: Mexican, blood, fly, parlay. Cheppy blood diamond. Gabriel Miranda, I've sprinkled it. That's all I'll say. I actually didn't sprinkle it. I put almost two hundred dollars on that to win four. <laughs> grand. So I got there. You know, let me show. So let go. me show the, the slip real quick, just so everyone, because uh, I have been pumped. And that's yet, not so.
0: a premium bet, right? I'm not tracking that bullshit. That
1: right is anymore. not a premium. When it bet. That is, breaks, this is not no a premium suggestion. This is just let's have some fun. I'll be at Angelo's. If that's to focus there. 185 to win Damn. just under four grand. Gabriel, Cheppy, and Blood. And those you can get better odds now because those odds have gotten a little bit wider. Cheppy's plus 180 now. I had him plus 158. Gabriel thinks wider, and Blood
0: Diamond's a little bit wider too. So That is wild. Guys, do all the things, and we'll see you the rest of this week with uh, fresh, hot content. That was such, what? A dumb, such a dumb way to end this. So dumb.